0: Just call me a dumpling because I'm delicious when steamed. Oh <laughs> Don't actually call me a dumpling. <laughs> okay, uh,
1: in the hmm? of life, you know, I'm the <laughs> hmm with the <laughs> hmm. That's my Kathy Hilton. What That's my shorthand. That? That was... You know what I mean? That's It's an inside joke with just me and me. It's it a Kathy Hilton.
0: Listen, this is a niche podcast, and that is like a niche's niche tagline. Or
1: it's Nell in the woods. <laughs> or, wait, can I tell you what my other options were, and then you can tell me to leave? Yeah, okay. I can't wait for this. Um, I will chew you up, unless it's on Sarah's podcast, because she hates mouth sounds. <gasps> <laughs> we should talk about that. It was, I, 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 and then the other one, uh, which I debated, was <laughs> in the chess game of life. I just farted, but I didn't want that no, on in posterity. No, I don't. I
0: don't. I don't love the farting I,
1: you're, I, I, from what I know about you, you're not the. Um, I'm not a sound person. You're, well, it's less about the sound and more about the, the the potty humor.
0: Yeah, it's less about the sound and more about the experience. The, it's,
1: a, it's the f word that you don't like.
0: A true, and guess what, fuckers? It's Andy's <laughs> Girls, you guys. It's episode 229-ish, and I am so excited to be joined by one of my favorite people. We had our own little meet cute for AG 1,600 years ago, set up via a matchmaker, also known as your PR, mm-hmm. and it has been a, a love story ever since, so there is no one that I would rather have back to the first, po- well, not we're not post-COVID, but first since COVID, People's People's Couch, I R L Andy Girls recording, than none other touching the people's, people's couch. Then none other than writer, producer, director, creator, showrunner, and aspiring real housewife, oh. Monsieur James LaRosa. James LaRosa, how are you? Yay,
1: I'm great. The pod is coming from inside the house.
0: Can you even believe this is it feels weird. I don't remember. Talking to somebody, first off, you're the first person who isn't my roommate, family member, roommate, or mover who has been, or has my super even been, no, hasn't been in here since COVID. I have had my internet go out, and I won't allow Time Warner, this was like peak, I was like, you have to stay outside the door, just visualize what I'm going to tell you. I already know what the problem is, because my internet goes out like every six months, and it's the same fucking cable on the roof, you don't even need to come in. Like, people have diagnosed and troubleshot shit from outside. You are the first personal friend who's been in this space since the, COVID. The
1: first man in your apartment. He's a homosexual. Happy Pride, everyone. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it feels right. Sarah's
1: a supporter. It She's an ally. I'm an
0: ally. Um, And it's just so crazy. It's like this feels... It feels immediately, I mean, not just because of the, oh man, but like it feels very comfortable to like talk to some, and we're both vaccinated. Mm-hmm.
1: Triple over here.
0: Triple? I'm joking. Oh, I love it.
1: But like super vax.
0: Super vax. You know, you showed up to my apartment wearing a mask. Whenever I leave my apartment to go outside, I always wear a mask. You know, masking is great. People, you know, do whatever, honestly, that you feel safe and comfortable in that hopefully is abiding by CDC regulations. And this has been essentially a quote unquote allowed or considered safe for people who are fully vaccinated for a while but i haven't done it because i honestly just wasn't there yet mentally and i feel like the whole thing with covid especially for people who were living in areas that were really hard hit aka sort of any area in the world at this point aside from like a couple countries that did like a really good job (laughs) like maybe we'll (laughs) learn from next pandemic
1: we'll live live there (laughs) right
0: um but you know, for New Yorkers, it's been—it's really uh, the conversation that I've been having with like friends and people that I know that are own small business owners and strangers that we just start, you know, just chat. Is it's really there's this still a, a wave of trauma that I think everyone has experienced, but also when you've been living in the global epicenter, the what was at one point the global epicenter which was really hard hit. It was the the stress of living in New York where we don't have yards or anything else. And we are living in shared spaces. So when it comes to quarantining, you take out your, your trash and you're going to come into contact with air that someone else, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like it's doing laundry. Like it's just been a really difficult time an acclimation process for those of us who are post-vax, especially if you have underlying whatever but it's an indication of how great it is to have moments of these and how appreciative I am because we know, you know, what was missing for so long.
1: It's definitely uh, having to learn how to be social again. You know, like right? even when you walk down the street, it's so expected that you keep distance now. So the idea. Yeah. So anyway, it, it, it's it does make you appreciate. I uh, I'm with you on that one. Uh, and it it feels like you are. I mean, it doesn't feel like it. it is exactly like you're able to go outside again. You're able yeah. to see people, and and but it's weird. So coming from, so I live in L. A. Normally. Yeah. you then flew here just for AG, I and did I'm so appreciative to sit on the actual people's people's, people's, people's couch. You
0: took Sutton's plane, and we love her for it. I
1: rolled that thing all over my face. It,
0: mm-hmm. makes, it makes me feel better. It does.
1: Um. Uh. It relaxes me. Mm-hmm. Um. And uh. But it's everywhere I go because I sort of bop around a bit everywhere I go it is more open than the last place I left like walking around and all the bars are open everyone's in there so I was like oh I forgot this is what life is like
0: I mean I haven't done in outdoor I mean I haven't done indoor dining I haven't done outdoor dining since prior to COVID it with the exception of one day I had a glass of wine actually I've had a glass of wine twice two different places but like as far as like sitting down eating things with a fork and a knife haven't done that yet so we're gonna get food after this I was gonna say I feel like something's gonna
1: happen for you after this recording
0: I'm so excited and my hair thank you for mentioning that I am blonde and have very short hair now and I am truly back to myself which
1: is actually I want to say as close to how it was when I met you I think I think you have gone on a journey in the betweens and now I think because you knew I would be you know, repelling into your building—that oh um, you needed to just sort of give me I something familiar jo- to target. Yes. I
0: really did want you to feel comfortable I'm and here. familiar, <laughs> and so I did them for you. But I, it's also like you guys—we're getting—we're we are remembering the things that brought us joy, and we are able to do them safely again. And. You know, And with other stuff, you just sort of acclimate. And I feel like there are things that I haven't been able to do yet that are becoming available in a different kind of way. Like I went to a show at a, a space here in New York that's this insane an industrial space essentially that is a nonprofit called the Park Avenue Armory here on the East side, very close to the Regency. Went to a, my first theater since. It was run like military level execution regimented lines having our excelsior apps with our you know which is the i don't know if it's in other states but in new york that's how we're showing our instead of you have a photo of a vaccine card that a lot of places won't it's that's not good enough so this is like the actual verified Mm -hmm. information about uh when you got your vaccine yada yada um so it was like military operation separated you know 50,000 square foot space total 100 audience members seated six feet it was but it was very dramatic in a way that was like It actually played into what we were watching, too, which was modern dance and a reflection of how we are feeling certain different uh following covid and i'm going to another show this weekend also at the armory with um aunt lydia uh and dowd which is going to be the same i think the same kind of thing of like huge space in that same space it's incredible it, we can it, see art again it is
1: incredible but it i i'm sort of flinching while you're saying this you mm-hmm. might see me and uh, the it's just it's frustrating um that there are bars and restaurants open. It's frustrating that there are government offices with lines. Mm -hmm. It's frustrating all this stuff that... uh, That art is... That art is... Because you're talking about... Even even in these sort of venues where... Like there was a, a theater, a movie theater in London where just to be open... They had like the three seats between the two seats, and then you had another five seats. Mm -hmm. Like it was so spread out. They had spent 10,000 pounds for a new ventilation system. Like they did every single thing, and they, at a certain point, had to be shut down because of, you know, COVID. Which, if something has to be shut down because of COVID, you shut it down because of COVID. But the fact that everything else is going and there are uh, just the entire arts community is hammered especially I feel like
0: yeah and you know the Broadway audiences are uh, and has has been correctly critiqued are very white older and moneyed and there has been a question about the Broadway community and access on and off Broadway to theater in New York that it's not accessible to people that the people who deserve to see this art can't afford to Um, for reasons financial and otherwise. And now we're talking about accessibility in terms of you have a bajillion square foot space and only, let's say, 100 tickets to go around. Like, there are different ways of... The ways that COVID has influenced accessibility, which was already problematic, Mm. is kind of interesting in the sense that there may be another reshift that takes place where there is more a focus of, like, getting this to all of the people, not just the audiences that we remember coughing through three acts, you know?
1: Well, if anything... This is like a larger conversation, but uh, the the idea that the last year and a half, both covid and with social justice. Oh, my God. Yeah, it like I I was having a conversation yesterday uh, with a friend of mine saying as much of a bummer as it is to see how sort of empowered uh, racists have become after the last four years Mm -hmm. and uh, how much power particular parties have and are, you know, wielding it to, you know, cut off voting rights from, from people. Mm -hmm. It's, you're also seeing, I'm also seeing protests more than I ever have in my life. And Mm -hmm. though, and and people who feel like maybe, Oh, I'm not invested or I don't have any sort of a power, you know, they're also being um, galvanized and Mm -hmm. sort of created. So it is actually kind of hopeful. And so the reason why I I, I mention it with this is, you're talking about how arts could be opened up more and audiences could be let in more in a new way and I think that for all the stuff that has gone on the last year and a half that is actually there is positive to come out of it there is a there is a bit of equalizing at least uh, being attempted um of course rich white men are going to fight that as much as they can but yeah um, and rich
0: white women but (laughs) I mean, let's not forget, but, um, you know, I mean, as I see a show on Sunday with Aunt Lydia, who P.S. I might have said this on Andrew's Girls. I don't remember. But so her name is Ann Dowd. She's this phenomenal uh, Emmy winning actress that everyone uh, now knows through Handmaid's Tale, but she's had an illustrious acting career. And we have the same jewelry store in common. Shout out to my favorite small business, Pippin Vintage in Chelsea. Did I tell this on EG? I might no, have told you. No, you told it to me. But okay. I don't
1: think we had cam- uh, microphones.
0: So <laughs> here's the thing is that James LaRosa and I will send each other. Well, I've gotten in trouble because I have a tendency, spoiler alert, to monologue. And the problem with sending voice memos as a text message is you can't, like, rewind or pause. So if you, if you flinch in some way and, like, you lose it for a second. You have to listen to it all over again. On so iMessage. I yeah. On
1: WhatsApp, you do, that I doesn't can't I can't. I can't. I'm just letting I'm, you know I don't how like, how learning. And yeah, works, I don't like
0: learning. I don't like learning. So um, I ran into her at Pippin Vintage recently. And I literally, she was had, had her a, a whole biking ensemble. And she's a regular there. I'm a regular there. And I. she was like, oh, that bracelet, blah, blah, blah. I was like, I'm such a big fan of you, you know. <laughs>
1: Terrorizing.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> P.S. I don't know why I continue to watch it. It is so tough. But she is so good and i'm so excited to see her on sunday i'm actually going with a a, a friend and bravo and former colleague from when i had a job and potential career which is really I remember great remember those days remember that i mean that's but, an, but that's another thing that's opened up maybe you know it's like pursuing the, other things well sure
1: and 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 kudos to you for being able to say that you're a regular at a jewelry store in the Thank midst you. of all of this Thank i you. i aspire to be a regular at a jewelry store you know but sh- they even call them jewelry stores is that Jeweler, you said jeweler. That's fancier.
0: No, I think I said jewelry store. Okay. Pippin Vintage Jewelry. Okay. Oh, maybe. But he's Steve, the owner, is like technically, I guess, my jeweler.
1: Steve, the owner, even that.
0: Love of my life. St- guys, go to Pippin Vintage. It's on 17th week. <gasps> can we Form go there today line. after this? Oh, I'm gonna force. Oh my God. Yeah, because we're, we're taking a fair. I'm forcing James to take a ferry, and we're gonna. We're, we actually will walk by there on the way to. Walking our,
1: by sounds different than going inside. We're gonna go in
0: for two seconds. You're gonna let. Lo- oh I'm gonna God. show you You're a diamond. He, this is
1: lo- your. Can you hear the? horror and clenching it to the audience listening no everyone's like i'm gripping this this i'm gripping this microphone like adrian brody was gripping a banana on the way here i saw that exact thing on my way to see you and i have a photo in my phone adrian brody is being photographed essentially i don't want to say he's jerking off the banana but it's he's really working it and he's being photographed and i was like this is this is a new york moment fun fact yeah
0: he's one of the few people to have been permanently banned from snl
1: perhaps it involved a banana because it
0: could have i mean this is what happens when dick. you
1: come to new york and you come, come and visit sarah along the yes. way you're going to see adrian brody gripping a banana and i'll show you the picture
0: i love that and speaking of pictures we're going to do some new york related new york housewives related stuff today so you guys should follow both of us on <laughs> i'm so close to seven thousand, james
1: well, what can we, we do? do. We I've need to get
0: me, like, 75 followers so I can get to seven. That's
1: all it will take is 75 followers? Yeah, and followers? then the next
0: step after that is, like, eight, and then nine, and then I finally Let's get a case so I can things. swipe up to shoes.
1: Let's think of things that we can do. Boobs. That was my first. But but uh, your audience, I'm going to guess that you probably have, like, one straight guy who listens, and he's co-hosted with you. Like, how many straight men are like, boom? Like, how many is that going to – Shout out
0: to Ryan Bailey. <laughs>
1: who yeah exactly who we all know is your one straight male listener.
0: Love him. No, I have I have a variety of different listeners from all of all different voices and spirits and vibes, all of whom unite around the fact that Beverly Hills is having a fantastic season. And Um, why wouldn't it?
1: Why wouldn't it? I am extremely, I love to just you know uh, be very rigid and draw a line in the sand and whatever. Mm. And I I will say that so far, I I have to give it up to the season of Beverly Hills, which is not something I thought I would say.
0: You know what's not something I thought I would say? I think I need to start watching it live. I don't do that. It's not a part of my process. I hate watching it live, but I actually think it deserves, it merits me watching it live.
1: It does, and I'll tell you why. As anyone who lives on the East Coast or any other time zone will tell you, Mm. we do not get anything. Obviously, it's a tape program, so Mm -hmm. nobody's going to... The uh, the fact that I was able to this week watch Beverly Hills on an East Coast feed when everyone else was watching it, yes. I felt privileged.
0: Instead of your three hour delay being a long, a, I was about to say Long Islander, but instead of being a Los Angelino,
1: right? Because normally I'll watch the episode and then I'll go on Twitter and I'll see everyone mollywop the entire cast mm. and just drag them and and love I that. love it. This time, like I was watching those tweets in real time.
0: Oh my god! So tell me. Listen, I feel like there's so much for us to discuss. Do, I feel like should we start? Yes, with... the audience is like, please
1: get to the housewives. That's by the way. Whenever I listen, which yeah. is every episode, as you know,
0: of course, I, I get always... feedback. I ask you for feedback if there's if I have like concerns about something. I'm like, tell me your thoughts about this I'll be one like, thing. You,
1: you're right. She was a nightmare. No, she did not um, Me looking in a mirror. Yeah. <laughs> the the um. I always think about when when we do this, I'm like, Oh, does the audience really want to listen to me talk about anything that's not housewives? in the like like do they just want like on like minute two point five to just jump into uh sonia or whatever but
0: i don't i never think about that I'm, as we can tell
1: i well but this is your podcast I this think is the it's, table it's, I think that it's you having a
0: conversation and like we talk about whatever
1: yes but so but happy to segue and for all those people that are like oh get to it
0: well wait can we talk about something specific though yes tell me what you think about new york right now
1: uh I, it is a snuff film uh for me because it has always well as since i started watching it it has been my unlike rivaled number one yeah uh it is like watching it's terrible it is actually legitimately terrible i don't get any joy from it uh they are uh yeah i don't want to pin it all on one person but i was, I was about to ask we, that. we I, I i've i i have stated in the past that i'm not a leah fan um <laughs>
0: Do you think it's Leah's? I, I'm not, and I don't mean this as a, uh, in any way, Leah apologist, but like, do you think it's this season is her fault? No,
1: I think that she Cause is. Because you could
0: say yes.
1: No, I think that she, if she has the power to make an entire season her fault. Yeah, that's a
0: real problem. Right.
1: So what happened, what the problem with the show is that you have, it's, it's two. So you have three women who've been on forever mm-hmm. who we love, but we've seen them go through everything. Right now, we are seeing them go through nothing. There's, I don't know what's going on in Luann's life. I don't know what's going on in Ramona's life. I don't know what's going I mean, Sonya's still, there, there's nothing new going on. Mm-hmm. So all they're doing is reacting to Leah and now Ebony's on the show. It feels like it's two different shows in one. You've got like the younger, new people, and then the lack of a better expression, the older. Women who are on the show who you just get the sense are kind of all either on their way out or being pushed out or phased out or whatever, and that you're meant to look at who the two new women are as the future of the show. And so now I'm looking at the two women going, okay, we have one who is completely performative, who is, uh, has just shown that she's uh, this is, I mean, I want to say it's editing, but I've, I mean, i like when I saw her text messages with Michael Che, I was like, oh, this is just she's just an instigator every single possible second. Mm. Aren't I naughty? Aren't I bratty? Give me attention. I'm a button pusher. And it's it's I I'm someone who reserves judgment on new housewives, like, for instance, and we'll get to Beverly Hills. Mm-hmm. But like, I'm not like at the altar of Kathy Hilton because I feel like it's easy to go. Oh, my God, I die for you. Like within two episodes. But but so I kind of reserve judgment. So mm-hmm. for Leah last season, I was like, she's fine. But everyone was like swooning for her and like all this stuff. And I said, eh, like I'm not. But that's. But Beverly Hills has been tough for. Uh, I mean, I hate to say. Well, not that, that Bethany's leaving made it tough because Bethany's last season was tough. But there's just no heft to the show. There's no. It's not fun for me. Do I need to watch, you know, Ramona and Sonia try and turn in a hose for five minutes? I just, I'm not. It's not for me. And and watching Ebony have to uh, somehow attempt to educate women who, A, how have they not been educated to this point? And B, because of it, you know they are never going to be educated. Mm-hmm. So every time they say, you're right, and I've never looked at it this way, and whatever, how A, how the fuck have you not? And B, you could just hear in the tone of their voice that they're not, there's no change that's being made. So you're basically having Ebony... Do all the and and, and I'm not uh, I'm not RSVPing to the Ebony party either because I really don't know who she is because she's been spending her entire time schooling and having to school. But at the same time, it's like I like when is your moment where you get drunk and like whatever, or where is this thing where you did this where you do that? The only moment that we got of her was. Her first or her second or something. Her first
0: episode where she's talking about her credit score, which I fucking love.
1: And I don't know who she is outside of that. She's, she's, and I think she's, and I also think she's a little aware of, of how she's coming off in terms of like wanting to be kind of nice enough. Mm -hmm. So I don't think we're getting the full Ebony experience either. So because of that, the show is just, and then Heather, who I, I actually, I, I still like Heather. Like, there are people who are like, oh, why did they bring her back to the show? She's tight, whatever, whatever. I actually like her, and I think she would have been good if they had made room for her, but they clearly chose to not make room for her.
0: Okay, so listen, I... I'm saying a lot. Still enjoy- No, you're doing great. I still enjoy Heather, yes. I still, I still like Heather, but why was she back this season? Why did she want to come back now? Did she... Because... Regardless of how friendly these women may have seemed with her one-on-one, surely she understood she had not a single ally on that cast.
1: I'm curious when the decision was, because did she was she aware that Ebony was going to be on the show when she signed on? Did she think, okay, well, there's maybe one or two people, it's a refresh, and that's something I would be interested in being a
0: part of? But she still doesn't have... She knows how the game is played. Why didn't she... Why did she not think to herself. I mean, she may say, I don't, I don't need to do that. Or I look at this differently. She looks at it professionally, but I would just think even professionally, it is so important that you have someone there who has your back because when everything goes to shit, you're gonna need someone to help you, even if part of that help is saying, like, you fucked up. Like, she doesn't have any she didn't have anybody who was on her side. And I don't mean that in any kind of like apologist way. I mean literally strategically, she needed a Carol there because there's no sense of a connection. So everyone is befuddled about why she's filming. You know what I'm saying? Well, if it's she's a show about a circle of a friend circle, a friend group, like Is it though? I mean, I mean, the, 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 you know, it's it's a show about real
1: housewives and none of them are housewives. (laughs) It's like, what is this?
0: Yeah, but there is a bunch of women
1: in a box and watch them scratch and claw. Right. But
0: what are the stakes? What are the stakes if she doesn't have a genuine connection? Even if it's like, listen, Leah and Ebony just met and there's an obvious, apparent connection and stakes that we may see represented maybe next season or maybe during the reunion. I don't think it'll happen now where there's like a tension of like, I'm holding you accountable for this. or yeah. so We're not seeing that happen yet because it's way too new with their friendship and with Ebony just joining the show. But like with Heather, like who is the Carol there? You know? Well, but a
1: convert at least sort of, Counter to that, I would say Heather has never struck me as someone who has been strategic. She is someone who I think would walk into a room and feel like I can make friends with anyone or I can start a conversation with anyone, and I will. So I think she probably thought, uh, perhaps I can have a conversation with Leah. Surprise, you can't. Uh, Perhaps I can have a conversation with Emily. It's worth trying. And, you know, you're, you're dealing with three women in Ramona and Luann and Sonia who you could literally say... I learned nothing from like Luann. I've learned nothing from this friendship. She also was around whatever, whatever. And Luann would just go, I'm upset. And then she'd move on. And then you'd just be talking in that fake sort of real housewives cast member Mm -hmm. sort of way. I bet uh, to me, I feel like Heather thought she could just bulldoze her way onto the show and wing it. I don't think she thought, Oh, I don't have a Carol. What am I going to do? So
0: Naive to me. That's so naive. But I
1: think she, I don't know that it's naive. I think that's, ballsy i think that she's thinking i'm strong enough i'm whether it's alpha or whatever i'm gonna walk into the situation i'm gonna own the space i'm gonna speak up for myself whatever whatever now was it interesting television no did we get to see the heather (laughs) that we loved no it was i don't i don't know that it was a miscalculation i think that i don't think that she was scared of the ramifications not realizing that she'd be calling people uh articulate and having Mm -hmm. to read letters on watch what happens live um as a result of like i i think if she looked at this moment she'd been like Fuck, next year it would have been oh I, I i wouldn't have done it if it was this but but i kind of feel that about real Housewives of new york in general this would be the season to tap out like dorinda's happy that she's a hot mess like that she's not on the show right now because i think this is just a tough season to be on there who's winning on this season
0: and would besides sonia be, right amen would it would it still be this bad if COVID wasn't here? Because the casting decisions were made.
1: I don't. How has COVID affected the season? That's
0: the problem for me. Aside from the fact that like they're starting these seasons by having these women go on immediate staycations to kind of like do a reset and get right. everybody together and have a little bit. I don't know what the affected. Aside from, uh, not to like, I'm on excuse, but the tension and you know the fact that they're filming this at a really difficult crisis point for New York at that point with numbers understanding the pressure that some of these women are under, but for some of them it's like they have enough money to pretend that this isn't happening. Like Ramona is living her best life regardless. She's just going to lie to you about blood. You know what I'm saying? Like she's not changing anything that she's doing. So I want to, I want to give some sort of like, well the environment was really chaotic and negative and stressful, but that does not a poor season make, you not, know, I
1: haven't watched this and I've watched, I've watched every episode this season. Um, cause I hate myself, but the <laughs> idea that the idea that COVID has played in any yeah. way, I don't, I, I don't even, I'm trying to think who, if I've seen someone wear a mask, was there a scene where someone wore a mask?
0: No. Cause they're doing like the bubble. We're testing stuff, which is like, Ve, but... it's, it, it,
1: it, I think you, I'll hit a little bit of the nail on the head when you say Ramona's still living her life minus lying about blood. She's, not really living it on camera and whatever she is living, she's been living this Ramona life for 700 seasons. Mm-hmm. There is nothing new. There is, it is a, it is a husk of a storyline that is dried out and it's now like white spiders are coming out. Like, I mean, yeah. And in Luann, I mean, if she's all about performing and nothing is open for her to perform at, like, what is she doing at uh, this whole, like, we're going to paint men's penises and isn't this wild and crazy and whatever. And I'm like, this is, I, I've seen this like on every season of every housewives I, it's, it's, it, and it's a bummer because there's, it feels, it feels like it's lurching to, um, like osteoporosis or something. Like it's, it, there's some.
0: You're, you're feeling brittle bones. I'm
1: feeling like bon- this needs a shot of Boniva. Um, and, but, but, but what's coming up behind is. I mean, Leah's already been dragged for the fact that she's like, my grandma's dying. And everyone's like, go be with your grandma. Like, Mm -hmm. we don't need to see your pain more than you. Sounds like you need to see your grandma. But I know she's already been dragged for that or whatever. But and we all have our own choices to make. But there is nothing enjoyable for me about like, I, I hate to say, like, I'm trying to think of like a moment where I was like, I mean, I did really like Sonia. Having the sort mm-hmm. of presence of mind mm-hmm. to not only speak up in a confessional, but she was like actually in the moment. on she the She was right the side. only one.
0: Everybody else, it's including Leah. To... I mean, I'm not. I'm not critiquing. I'm just stating fact. Yeah, Leah yeah, yeah. was just totally silent, and Sonia was the one who was speaking up during that the convening that they had. Right, and
1: Heather could be speaking. And Heather, up more and, oh yeah. and wasn't like Heather was doing this. Translation Leah was sort thing of like that gone that for great. some, but then the whole thing where. The, where Leah comes back and she's like what would I miss and then she uses that to launch into she's just exhausting and she she's kind of like um C. C. Bloom and Beaches where it's like the mother's oh like God. I just can't give you this much attention you want too much attention like Leah is like begging for so many like reactions from me and I'm just I can't give her anymore
0: do you think that in some ways at least temporarily she was like the wind underneath <laughs> New York swing?
1: Yes, she was the cardiomyopathy of Beverly, <laughs> of New York. Um I I remember this is this is why doing co-hosting mm-hmm. if it's even co-hosting, showing up in your apartment and letting Loving you put a microphone in front of my face, but I love this. this is why it's good because I have for posterity things For instance, the very first thing we talked about ever was how how much I hated Kelly Dodd, and she wasn't even as hateable in this in that moment. This was like in two thousand eighteen. I was like, she's the worst. I called her a c word. It was terrible. And I mean, maybe I didn't. I'll say I didn't. Go back and listen. I'm sure I did. Didn't (laughs) did not did not But um, but then the but when we talked about the last season of Real Housewives of New York.
0: This is like four years ago. No,
1: no, no. Last season. It was four years ago.
0: Oh, just kidding. Oh no, no, no. I no, think no, about it, your first appearance. Right, no, but but, no, but I'm three saying, years ago. I'm saying
1: the posterity Two and a half. I had I, I have my my crystallized feelings for Kelly on record. Mm-hmm. And then last year we talked about the last season of Real Housewives of New York and it was the whole like I'm throwing torches and I'm doing this. And yeah. I and I said to you and, and, and I mean I'm just gonna the, the record will state so I'm not bragging, but I feel like there were people who were interested in what was going on because it was a bit wild it was a bit chaotic it was this that and the other and i said i feel like the show is dying and i said i'm i'm uh, like i said something about hoping that the the vibrator and the chicken gets me off or something because nothing was <laughs> happening but but that oh, to me, chicken. but that's that's I, I i i'm not sure where i, I was Pounding my own drum for being correct in well, know you
0: said this thing that is you feel like is more evident than ever that it was true.
1: It's the, the i I probably was making a different point, but I'll try and get back on a track whether it's the right <laughs> track and say uh, the show I, I the the show it it just feels like two different two different shows in one, and I'm not enjoying either one. And when they come together, it's incongruous
0: two different shows in one, meaning what?
1: Old guard, new guard and uh, yeah, 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 yeah and the new guard. There's nobody. I want to be all aboard with Ebony because I just feel like thank God there's a you know a black woman on the show. Mm-hmm. Thank God she's willing to say things like, "Well, I'll leave your house, Lou." Like I'm mm-hmm. like, okay, so you're willing to kind of like do a little bit of those like Real housewivy things that we like, um, but also you're willing to shut have down right? Right. 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 Um, and. But it's just like, do I really now want to see Luann go? And now, are you ready to give me an apology? And you're just like, we just had a whole conversation where you, I told you what you did that was upsetting, and now you're coming back to me asking for an apology for the way. I, I, I don't care. I, I just Luann and and I mean Sonia. Like I said, earned her a little bit something. But the old guard, I feel like ha- there's no gasoline left in the tank, and the gasoline in the new guard is like on fire. Mm. So it's then that's not entertaining. I, I want to yeah it's it's so it's 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 for me it's sos and heather i thought could have been helpful because at Mm -hmm. least there's an adult in the room Mm -hmm. um but leah i think made sure that heather didn't stay yeah she was like let me wind these women up in advance when they didn't give a shit clearly nobody really gave a shit about the heather podcast stuff until leah was really banging that drum in advance and then when she brings out her phone which is like And starts reading it all, and Heather's like, "Yeah, I said it, and what?" Like, so I was like, uh, "But she was Heather was not gonna." But I think the counter
0: to it is like, why is this person here when she has said things about these other women? And P.S. They've all said it about Uh, each other. Okay, but but like, why uh, is she here? Why
1: are any of them still on the show if that's the case? And this is like we, and I feel like you and I have even come to if someone if I was in a reality show and someone said to me one 11 millionth of what they say to each other I'd be like I you're an asshole I'm never talking to you again and why am I in a room with you yeah but that doesn't exist on these shows these shows you can say horrible things then you can instead of saying I, I feel good about it you say I just want to move past this moving past things is very important but that's on different
0: these shows. from shit talking the show itself which again I fully support but I'm just saying in from Leah's perspective, I'm not saying I agree with this. It's just honestly I've heard from so many AGs who are like, Here's a shift in, you know, what you were saying, here's some here's a way to kind of reanalyze it which is why I love this show so much because I'm like that's a really great point like I was the one who was like it feels performative to talk about this stuff it feels uh, these women do not care but they're so excited to have something to like leech onto that feels like drama and conflict that they're like yeah that sucks whatever you said we don't care <laughs> and and the part of the problem is that Heather also knows they don't care which is why it's like there's this other disconnect of like there are no stakes here but I've gotten responses from people who are like I think what leads is pissed off about is the fact that this feels so false like that we are supposed to pretend that Heather is here to make friends and it it that is so beyond not the case it is so strategic and that's something that annoyed Leah where she was like why are we pretending which is a different way from having established relationships and being full-time on the show and having riding the Ramona coaster and Fake apologizing to people where Leah, where Leah's like, the foundation of this is false to me and nobody's going to talk about it. And this person is here who said repeatedly how much she disliked X, Y, and Z, which again, I'm saying it's not abnormal for any of these people, but she's doing it in a way talking about production for the show. In conversation with carol who said a, an awful lot about her carol, experiences carol on the show. is a
1: faucet that cannot be turned she off she
0: can't but we're tapping in so you know it's it's but there is a conflict there wouldn't
1: that have been more interesting if leah said I'm just really confused. How can you talk about these women in one way? And no, instead of yeah, like, Leah was a totally different person. Phone. Well, I'm but if Leah was a
0: totally different personality type, yeah. But that's the whole thing. Right. Is do like, I
1: want to watch someone who's going to walk into a room and then have someone say, "Oh, we're in the middle of a conversation. Could you come back?" And then be like, that, that's ridiculous," and stomp off and do it? I'm like, uh.
0: The other part of that, <laughs> and again, this is like, I'm truly not a Leah apologist. I'm. I want to share perspectives that I've gotten from people because I feel like I have been really critical of her is that people have really the thing for me about the grandparent is because and I'm not even making a joke but like my grandparents died a long time ago so I don't even remember the frame of reference because I wasn't a grown adult when it happened like lost one grandfather when I was four um grandma when I was in college so I just say goodbye on the phone on second avenue which was like um fucking mess um and then two grandparents in the couple years that followed and this was a while ago which is odd since I have been grown older since but you know it's it uh, for me the frame of reference is like I don't totally understand the grandparent thing because I had a different relationship with my grandparents mm-hmm. and all of us operate our responses to things that we see on TV based on on reality based on like our own experiences as human people obviously that influences how we're viewing these things and opinions that we have and share and I am forgetting that with Leah, it's like this was the surrogate parent that she had. This was the maternal figure, the person that didn't judge her, that told her she loved her. And also, why are you filming if this person who's so close to you is literally dying? And a response to that can be because of the very complicated relationship she has with her mother this is her mother's mother and the fact that she may not have felt welcome so she's dealing with the most welcoming spirit she has in her life dying and the fact that there is potentially a very unwelcome environment that we're seeing glimpses of and the who can have visitors and why can't i talk to her all of this to say it's leading up to a she and the pressure that she probably feels with a, a really small terribly small cast of five full-timers plus heather and leah may genuinely feel pressure to be like i don't feel like i can leave at this point or really not yet
1: that part i don't believe that the the, i because i've heard that said on on in conversation with you and 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 you
0: think that she that wasn't a part of it
1: that she's so magnanimous and generous that she's gonna be like oh i couldn't possibly let you film without me because you have fewer people so i'm gonna let this family situation go that's tragic so i can go and
0: I think she thought that she had more time. I think that she thought she would go to this and then go to that. I think it's I think it's really complicated. Like I missed my grandmother's funeral because I was producing a fucking show off Broadway, and I was literally the exact. I did not have a choice, and a family member decided this is so. I'm gonna get really pissy, but like it's fine. I don't talk to her, but sorry. (laughs) Um, We all have those sides, (laughs) much like Leah. We have sides of the family that like there's conflict, and they decided to like. And it's the Catholic side, and they did like Jews. We have the fucking shit is down on paper ten minutes after, you know, cousin, what, you know, like it's done. Funeral next day, done. Like with Catholic, it's like you can schedule things, and like you have more like time to figure this out. And they wanted to make sure that they had a restaurant available, so they knowingly, even though I was the favorite granddaughter, by the way sorry apologies to all my cousins but like scheduled the funeral the day it was like a couple days after she died the day of the thing so I was literally had to like executive produce a show the day of my grandmother's funeral couldn't be in Rhode Island had to be in New York because I there was no choice I literally had to do this and I'm saying this for some reason as a story to say that sometimes there are professional obligations I know that that is and, and I wasn't there with her when she died because there were professional obligations and it came, it happened so quickly that I wasn't in the space, but I did get to say goodbye to her. I did get to see her and spend time with her and say goodbye to her. I wasn't in the room. And obviously it's, it's different in the sense that I like live several States away, but um sometimes things happen and when you question it it's like you know what there may be several reasons aside from professional stuff but professional stuff could be a reason it doesn't mean that she No, I No one is saying this. It doesn't mean that she didn't love her grandmother. And the question is, why was she there? I mean, I think it was a loss for her, a figurative loss regardless, because she is feeling a lot of feelings. She's incredibly reactive and she's already a reactive personality dealing with a lot of grief, but I would say a a lot of anger Plus, I do think that there is an impact in the fact that you're not socializing with people during COVID. She took COVID seriously. Now she's in a bubble with people who didn't, and she doesn't necessarily like a lot of them. I think, yeah, it's lighting a match. Uh,
1: I think that you give I'm giving her way too much grace? I, I don't know if there's such thing as too much grace. I think you're giving her benefits of the doubt. I think it's possible, though, to say, I hear you, and I... I don't give her the same card and that for that's for, it, but that doesn't I mean I I don't I the card that I do give her is she now she has said herself I know Ramona has said it for her but she is bipolar correct
0: she lives with bipolar lives disorder just, yeah. yeah
1: so and and you know I have experience you know with people in my life that I know that uh, emotional Tuning is is not always within their control, and so I give her the, the 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 benefit and the grace that I give her is to say, "I'm nodding." Yeah, is is to say, she's in a very high pressure situation across the board for many reasons, and how she how her emotions have her sort of react to that wouldn't necessarily be even probably her first choice. Mm-hmm. That said, I I, I can't. Um, I just I I I can say that and also say that I don't enjoy her
0: I mean I think there's that's something that's an interesting point and I I you know had I've had experiences with people who live with bipolar disorder in my life and there is definitely you know it it is uh, as with really so many different experiences and conditions that people live with it's like an explanation but when it comes to taking responsibility for behavior it's an understanding that there are things that people aren't in control of and then there are responses that people are and that's always a really difficult tenuous dynamic because especially when you're dealing with someone who's dealing with mental health conditions and also ps is film filmed her first season drinking and is now sober That just is there is a lot of different kinds of pressure, which does not excuse in any way her behavior. It's not saying you get a blank check to this, but it is saying, okay, there were a lot of things happening and it still means this is a difficult watch and it still means I don't agree with a lot of her responses.
1: Yeah. And drinking is a big self-medicating red flag when you do live with bipolar disorder. Mm -hmm. So. Um, the, when that was going on at the same time, I was like, oh, like that's that's like a like a something to pay attention to. And I think also, you know, she, I, I wasn't part of her fan club for a season, but I know a lot of people were. Mm-hmm. And so I think having she I might I'll just I would say I might feel like the audience really loves and responds to me being, you know, that wild and free party gal who's going to, you know, take off all my clothes and throw a torch and feel like that might be what I have to deliver. So she might be at a twelve right now because she feels like people will enjoy it, not realizing how it's going to be edited. And now, you know, I think she would agree that her her uh, PR is not the best.
0: I don't know uh, when it comes to like the calibration of responses. I don't know. I don't know how a person who is a Real Housewife understands and is able to process or is. is Are you even interested in processing critique about your behavior when so many people are flooding you with, like, death threats and you're a piece of shit and you need to die and whatever? And I don't even mean that to Leah specifically, although she's shared some crazy... Who I mean... But how do you? Separate I've expressed
1: it? my disinterest in her. What has she done that would make someone go? You need to die? like anything, what?
0: literally anything. Right, you okay. could wear. I mean, that's the, unfortunately the the toxic underbelly of online Can social media is wild. That, that
1: orange outfit with the gloves. I wasn't into it. So you're gonna have to disappear. I mean, from I've, the I've earth. gotten
0: threatening messages for dumb. Sh- I mean, it's like it's crazy, and it. But with Leah, it's like I wonder because there could be a possibility of really learning from this. Like people are saying stuff in a way that is not loaded with intention of shaming you or, or trying to violate you in some way as revenge because people want to play the part of real housewife in your DMS. But yep. the interest in trying to learn from that is such a rarity for real housewives because So much of the reason that these women are cast or or stay on the show is related to a disinterest in learning and growing or doing that in a superficial way. So for Leah, who came on the show to great success as like a woman of the people and is much more connected to online conversations in general, regardless of whether or not it's reality TV, I wonder how she is processing some of this because I wonder if she is able to or interested in processing some of what is, I think, genuine critique that is not meant to shame or embarrass her. But to say, as people say about other housewives, like this behavior is not appropriate or not okay. you know,
1: they all know that they're on camera. So how real like uh, I'm trying to think of actual genuine moments on any Real Housewives of any Franchise, whatever, where they're actually having a true, real moment where you're like, "This is really cathartic," and I feel like something happened. I feel like that
0: happens constantly. Well,
1: I met well, so but I feel like when you it, when you agree to go on a show like this, it's really ultimately because you want and this is i don't i haven't pulled the people this is just my but it's just you want to be on tv you want the attention you want to like isn't that great where i'm on people are looking at me yeah, and fame celebrity like and even, it's, its own
0: form of wealth
1: so even when emotional moments happen like i could be making this up i don't think i am like when bethany finally sees jill after bobby dies then they're like at outside the thing and they're like oh and there's like whatever and they have this hug i i want to say like they there was like a weird jockeying for who's face whose head is on the side of the camera like they always know who's like that there's cameras on them so how are you going to have a real moment you can say oh you know what I just forget the cameras are there and whatever I don't I don't know that you ultimately really do so who's having these sorts of real you give me an example of something we were like wow that really touched me okay
0: this is not an example of that but isn't life inherently performative what is the difference? this is a heightened version of that with it's, it's a, little a payoff.
1: It's a little performative. For instance, for you and I, we're having this conversation, recorded but we're also holding microphones. Right, so, that's what I'm saying. So I'm, I'm still thinking about like, oh, did I really need to say fart at the beginning? Like, that's still going on. And <laughs> yeah. I'm poised and I'm whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If these microphones were down, we would be dragging half these women I in mean, I words would, are... I mean, everyone is a cunt. Right, everyone yeah. Is a con. yeah, yeah. So, so, yes, there are, but I think when you are being recorded, when you feel like the world is watching, and I think a lot of people do walk around even when they're not being filmed and recorded where they're like someone's watching me how I walk down the street I better walk and then you walk stupid there there's there's a level of anxiety I think that we all but when you are being filmed you know a you know that you're being watched and b as you get into it more you know you don't really understand how many people are going to have how many opinions until you start to air and people have shit to say to you Mm -hmm. like Uh, I mean, the examples I would use would be on Beverly Hills, but like, I'm really curious, I'm really curious how Crystal is um, absorbing her experience now, because I think when she showed up, people were like, oh, my God, she's amazing. And even this last episode where they gave her the edit where it's like, here she is talking about this violation over and over again. I'm like, oh, that's going to. That's going to leave a mark. And so then I'm like, okay, so she's someone who is married to someone insanely wealthy. Mm -hmm. She is someone who is... I mean, I think she's gorgeous. She's tall. She's She's got style. She's got apparently of ninety five thousand dollar It was hundred
0: and ninety five thousand. They got the color wrong in the lower third price tag. It is a hundred and ninety five thousand dollar bag. The other color I think it was like blue is ninety five. So
1: now well that I that would segment me into a whole thing, but how are you not realizing that you are performing for the camera if you're leaving a hundred and ninety five thousand dollar purse on a you? fucking table she uh, wore
0: the bag to the Paris thing. It's very Paris. F-
1: the flaunting of the wealth is the one part of this uh, is one of the parts of this series that just gives me gas. Okay,
0: you walked in my apartment, and I said, "We're going straight to my claw Because, guys, spoiler alert: you guys know this if you follow me on Instagram. So but like, I might be taking over my apartment, so I like now have a cl- I now have a second bedroom that is literally for my dress collection and my shoes.
1: I don't feel like you were saying. Welcome, James. Let me show you how wealthy I am. No, it's... (laughs) not.
0: (laughs) I'm... If only. (laughs) Let me log on to my back of America. (laughs) You see red flashing lights and my computer goes on fire.
1: But if you know that you're having a conversation with... Well, it's
0: like I'm showing you my art.
1: And it's actually very pretty. Yeah, it's it's, very pretty. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Thank you. Um, But if you're going to put a purse right over there, knowing that we're having a conversation, knowing there's cameras on us, and at one point I'm going to look over there like... You know Oliver Twist, and that's like the last snack on Earth, like Kyle did. Like there's some anyway. That's that's the whole other thing. But I mean the whole. I just I'm not into the whole like, I bought a car. Oh, it's only seven hundred fifty billion dollars, and that's a scene. I'm like I don't care.
0: I'm into it when it's not with stolen money. I love it. I love a hundred and ninety-five thousand dollar bag, especially when it's accurately priced on the lower third. I like Sutton looking at a car and then unlike Dorit actually buying Uh, the thing that she says that she's interested in getting on Beverly Hills it's diamonds and rosé it's I like Garcelle just
1: what I like and I
0: like Garcelle being like what the fuck
1: right as long as there's someone in the scene who's that for me then I'm good
0: but the whole point is that these women are supposed to be ostensibly specifically in Beverly Hills very wealthy and what we have learned not just with Erica, but with questions about Dorit. I think those are the... Is there anybody else who's currently still on the cast where we're like, where's the money? What's the money trail? I think it's just the two of them. Uh, Why do I feel like there's so many else? No, well...
1: I think no. it's just the two of them, yeah, right? Yeah. Where it right it's now. like,
0: where's the money? There are people on the show who we know have money who do not live the kind of life where it's just an expression of here are all the back. Like Lisa Rinna doesn't walk around. She doesn't. She like has her leopard prints and her whatever else, but she is not someone who's like, here are my crazy shoes. She's like, oh my God, we're wearing the same shoes. Garcelle is very down to earth. Very, um, I mean, just wonderful and perfect in every way, seemingly like she is not that person. She is proud of the fact that she bought herself this beautiful home and she can provide for her kids in that way and, and you know, has this great new job. But she's not going to be like... She, her, her interests do not lie in what we are seeing as, like, extreme... Um, sh- the extreme showing of wealth in the way that we are for other people. But like Sutton can seemingly really afford to show us the things that she shows us and do a $35,000 luncheon because she wants to feel like Paris. How like, much
1: were those sandwiches? Come on.
0: The caviar is going to be fucking pricey. AI. And the from a from love- a party planning perspective, you would be surprised. I have done parties done parties my god wow the words i have organized and produced things and like you know there will be events that i work on for many months and i've t- also turned stuff around in 24 hours there was an event that i turned around in 24 hours catering gave me a quote and i was like that you are out of your mind mo- like i will tell you offline the D- and you will be like holy okay. shit and i told the client and they wanted to do it because they wanted to do it And i was like listen it's your money you do whatever you want it was absurdly expensive if that company that I worked with which I would not recommend did um Sutton's event it would have been I'm not joking over sixty thousand dollars like what what I worked on versus what Sutton got a deal. No I am wonder even kidding. why she
1: was selling her dresses and her, th- her wares. <laughs> it was like her own version of a Tupperware party.
0: I mean, but it's, it is one of those things where it's like, this is the, I want to see an expression of wealth on Beverly Hills. And I want to see a conversation about why that wealth may be based in fraud. And I feel like the edits that we're getting are really, you know, the editors are setting up a dynamic of, Crystal V. Sutton and also setting you know, up a
1: dynamic that's been the last three episodes. It has. And it's it to go. great success. It- I know.
0: I love it. I think it's great. I love that. I love to see the tension. I think that there's a lot of real nuanced uh, a disconnection of understanding of both of these women's paths with Crystal with the walking in on her as someone who has uh, Crystal has talked about living with body dysmorphia disordered eating which she is in healing from and recovery from all of that plays into the fact that when she is talking about being violated and someone being creepy and weird sure is she using words that are loaded yes but is there a reason behind that yes With Sutton, it's like she's calling me creepy and weird and manic and stuff. I had just told her that my father died by suicide and my mother works as a psychiatrist, psychotherapist. I'm sorry, I I forget which form of, you know, um, uh, work her mom does, but in the mental health field. Um, And so, like, why is she using these loaded terms with me? That makes me feel a certain way. It's like both of these women, I feel like, have genuine reason Mm -hmm. to react to things in the ways that they do. The disconnect for me is like Sutton expects people to apologize based on language and is relatively disinterested in understanding why a person would feel pain. Her only, she focuses on like the expression of the pain and the language. she's She's very defensive and very anxious. And I think that crystal brings with her self just a lot of shock and pain at the idea that this woman is talking to me a woman of color about life sh- needing to be lived in a colorblind way and like that's I mean, she, a conflict she's these are with, real issues i feel
1: like sutton has dealt with a lot as a southern person who's been accused of race i was like oh honey <laughs> is this oh my the god is this the hand you want to play really um i uh uh, no I, it's well and also it wasn't that she I totally got what Crystal was saying and she said she felt violated I think there's a difference in saying I, 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 it, like I felt violated and you violated me mm-hmm. it didn't seem like she was coming at her for like storming in and but, but I, I could see why she'd be wigged out but I could also see why that would resolve itself in a four sentence back and forth like oh my gosh why would you feel that way oh, okay no not intention sorry and now we move on but it has to be like seven episodes of like we're still talking about that, but I'm, I have a feeling that it'll it'll show. It's not going to.
0: Well, it's going to explode. We saw the leather pants. Your leather pants are terrible. The, it's going to come say out. This
1: season has been so good mm. that f- I'm nitpicking with that particular. I, that I think is it's. Uh, uh, I'm, I'm I'm nervous to get into the Erica of it all, but I know we're going to wind up getting into the Erica of it all.
0: Well, no, but continue what you were saying.
1: Just that the show's so great that it's uh, that it's. For me, there hasn't been. I mean, there are people that I definitely never want to see on this show again. <clears throat> um, but in general, I think it's a great season. Part of the reason why it's a great season, I'll say this, is because we haven't seen as much of Lisa Rinna as we normally do. I was going to say she's are you been back, Lisa Rinna. I'm. I could not be more over.
0: Talk about somebody who does not share anything about her personal life. And now the personal life that nah, we're getting thing. is her daughter. her daughter. When she was with Harry Hamlin, I was like, yeah, I would like more of this. But talk about performative. This is like a really fun kind of hokey. But like I love seeing Harry Hamlin. I love seeing their interactions because I think it's really funny because he's like eye rolling his way to love. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, they as have I'm eye rolling now. <laughs> I don't find
1: them entertaining. In, in the I
0: actually bit. do like. But it's also I'm starved for some sort of content from someone who has made great success on Beverly Hills by reacting to people and stirring drama, who is now saying a single season after destroying Denise Scorth-Urch style, but not a, by not only saying, you, d- you, you owe me as a friend to tell me about your sex life and I am going to talk the fuck out of it with everyone else, who is now saying, Erica needs space and is in no, nobody is talking about this. They're only, and I get that it's like fresh because their very close friend is just filed for divorce on election day and didn't tell anybody. Nobody's saying, isn't that weird? Everyone is like, wow, she deserves space and we're just going to ooh and ah on whatever else. I get that in the group dynamic, but why aren't we seeing scenes yet? Understanding this is new and it's just Mm. coming out on the episodes go. Why aren't we seeing scenes of like, isn't that crazy? Like we know she's cold and distant, but like, it is nuts to me that she did not tell anybody it makes me understand more about her complicity because i think erica is thinking this stuff can be when she's saying to these women i don't i didn't want to involve you because like it could work in disfavor to you it could it could harm you if you know enough information i'm hearing that as like someone who understands that sharing confidence is sharing confidence about possibly illegal behavior and that is wild to me am i
1: out of my
0: you don't remember that moment no
1: no no no. well no of course i remember that okay it's tricky i mean so erica was on hit the floor the show that i uh ran for four seasons so uh and and it's weird a little bit weird because it's like she's a real Life person, but then she's like on the show, so it's like strange to talk about it a little bit. She was nothing but nice and kind and lovely sure on the show. I'm sure she's a pro um, in every way. In ev- <laughs> so, my but am I am I bananas, or was the timeline? The closing in on Tom and then the divorce.
0: I am so confused about no, that. Because, no, but I'm so confused. I believe, and I could not have read I'm, or watched more. And I'm so but confused. But like in the
1: news, I believe I'm correct. And I'm sure people will uh, let us know that we're not. But I feel like it was very clear that... Shit was going down. Shit was going down and with then Tom. She filed. And then when yes. she filed, people yes. were like, oh, isn't that a sort of like, uh-huh. it was jolly. And then we heard
0: even more. And then we so were like, my, now it makes sense. So
1: my question is they are acting like that preamble didn't exist. Yes. And that it's just like, what a shock. Here's this divorce. Yes. And what is she going to say? And I'm like, well, but what's been said for the weeks leading up to it when you're seeing that, all that stuff with the. the the illegalities of what Tom Mm -hmm. was doing, that was already being talked about. So, So the fact that they're like, here comes Erica to talk to us about the shock divorce, I'm like... There's a lot that's been going on up until this point that nobody is even referring to.
0: Which makes me question the narrative that she's sharing when she's talking about, she's giving examples of like, he was really cold to me at this thing. He made a joke to a colleague that embarrassed me. It's like, sweetie, we've watched how many seasons of him doing that behavior. Why are we pretending now that that is bad? And also, if we all know in real time that shit is going down, why aren't you using that with us as framework of why you are getting divorced that is grounds to getting a divorce to me if you find out that your husband is a criminal and a fraud I would be like goodbye now or something I would decide something else but the fact that she's saying wow he was really cold and he wasn't nice and whatever that may be true I totally believe you and I believe that you felt hurt in those dynamics but we watch that play out you are telling us you had an arrangement We all agree that you did that, you decided to play a certain role. You have every right to do that. People have different understandings and interests in how they want their individual relationships and marriages to have. You have every right. To decide that in that dynamic, you want to be subservient. You have every right to feel tension and express and release expressions of anger because of that dynamic. I get that. I understand that. I empathize with that. It is something that you both decided to do. I get the, the frustration that can happen because he's the caregiver and whatever else. I understand the complications of that. But that is not the reality that we are all experiencing about this breakup and knowing, as you have said, what we were knowing and finding out in real time about what Tom is doing. The fact that we're not that we're not discussing why that happened as being reason for the divorce makes me incredibly suspicious of the narrative that you're showing us on TV because you're expecting us to feel sympathy for you unrelated to the victims just about a dynamic of a relationship that you have shown us as your reality for years and now we're supposed to believe that that was bad
1: it seemed to me that what was being discussed when and at that dinner over the caviar or whatever it felt I was more than suspect It was just it I, I I am just I'm looking at it as a as as a program and what's in front of me and how I'm viewing it. There was nothing satisfying about what was being it's said. It's a
0: universe. It's more than a program. It's a universe. Well, that
1: universe was unsatisfying to me in that moment because like you said, we've seen a lot of this stuff, but I was like it 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 it, it there was two things going on. There was it was her saying about this, you know, divorce and why it was happening and I felt like it was it was almost like a patchwork quilt of like I'm going to p- attach mm-hmm. this to that and this yeah, to that and this that, and this, that and this that but I was like this isn't keeping me warm. Um but also watching the other women like listen and take it in and and that to me was also a pile of hot garbage because to have for instance after um Erica has all this, you know, she she sort of speaks her truth and whatever this is and what have you and uh, nobody's re- people are like there's something else going on here and no, like even if it's just divorce related and not about what Tom has going on mm-hmm. there's something else going on here that like something is clearly not being said and the other women are acting like it is and after she says all that stuff she's like oh you know oh he, like I think Kyle was the one that was like oh it's like you're it's like you're lighter Erica you're freer Erica and I'm like we're going along with this like you're 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 acting like now like Stella's got a group back and she's putting like CBD oil on her well, she said her, like, did she actually
0: said on her cl- clit on her clit. And yeah. that was like literally I, watched that twice.
1: I said the amount of standards I and practices. About that yeah. I had to go back and forth over a random song lyric that you couldn't <laughs> even hear. And then she's just it's clit up and down, you know, Bravo spirit. Um, but the fact that everyone was going along with it, like it was some sort of Stella's getting her groove back moment. I was like, I don't I don't. Nothing is satisfying about what's happening It feels a- at false. All. It
0: feels like we're w- being fed a lie and it's like the cost to this is not just somebody lying for whatever. The cost of this is like fucking burn victims and people's dead relatives money was stolen to do- pay for her glam for that fucking Paris lunch. Question
1: for you. Please. Do you think how long do you think that they can do this? Like do you do you think the entire season is going to be elephants? In the room that aren't being talked about and reactions to it that are like encouraging and supporting and understanding as if the narrative that we're being given is the truth like are all these women going to collude for an entire season
0: I don't know what the colluding is about who's asking what question when but there's a difference in the trailer between Erica's reaction to what Garcelle asks her and her reaction to what like Dorit and Kyle ask so when it comes into like the I'm hearing about the victims and the orphans and Tom's the only one that knows what's going on I mean I don't understand Erica is both saying Tom's the only one that knows what's going on and I knew stuff that Tom didn't when it came to the divorce and I did all this stuff on like subterfuge or whatever am I even using that phrase that word correctly sure. I forget fun stuff with um, brain um, but you know she's both telling us she had no idea what was going on he's the only one that has the answer but when it came to their divorce only the two of them know the answer but also when it came to her filing for divorce only she knew the answer and she did all of this on the down low and her husband is one of the most famous and prominent lawyers in California if not the country uh, there are all of these different ways that we're supposed to silo information as it comes out and the strategy behind it. And none of it makes sense. So I don't know what conversations she had with the women in real time, but if they truly did not know she was filing for divorce and there wasn't any problems evident, that is not somebody whose word I would believe at all. And I, I don't know. I, and it I was I, already
1: in the news about yes. what was going with Tom. So it was like, you wouldn't, she would be like, Oh, I wonder this if this connected? has to do with that. Why
0: aren't we watching them whisper about it? I think it's because they're so terrified of saying something that would work against Erica's favor in real time they with like legal to, shit.
1: They're going to put a pre and post quote unquote nose job of Dorit on screen, but they're not going to put. I mean, where are the headlines for the this and the, that? And the got other thing?
0: when they went to Baja Mark. Dorit got followed by somebody when oh, during yeah. filming who was like, "I, yep. um, you, your husband stole money." We heard about that on Daily Mail we did not see that on an episode certainly you would think that would be a wild experience it might be because it was way too just genuinely from a production perspective way too breaking the fourth wall of Dorit being followed by cameras and that that wouldn't feed into the narrative that was being presented but that is an example of something like shit is going down and we're pretending it's not existing the problem is that Erica's narrative of existence is entirely in, in conflict with literally any any one article that we have read about what's been going on
1: well and forget about the news but if and again i'm just throwing out generalities this is just the way my brain Husband was
0: 80 what
1: uh no if to say i don't know about something when uh instagram and twitter dm work so if i were somebody who had a million dollars taken from me Mm -hmm. And uh, this lawyer was giving me the runaround, and his wife. I would be DMing, going, "Your husband owes me a million dollars. Your husband, like,
0: I think uh, she's a Google alert as well.
1: Well, so, so, but I, 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 I question. I just wonder. I would think if it were me, I would have heard from the actual victims directly. Now granted, she's got millions of followers, and so maybe she doesn't look at anything that sent her, which is entirely possible. But I would just say the idea of like, how do you not know like wouldn't not even like it's in the press, but how do you not know like I would just assume as a, a, a someone who is a victim of my husband, I would be hearing from that victim myself.
0: Here's my question to you. They go on this the little lake trip gorgeous lake trip experience whatever. Mm-hmm. She's talking about how great Tom is. Tom's already at uh, at the office whatever. That's like 4 days before or a week before she files. Why did she say those things? Talking about her relationship with Tom in positive terms and blah blah blah. Her confessionals are obviously filmed months after that. And as they're editing episodes and they they're asking her to talk more about why her relationship fell apart, which she's obviously thought about well in advance as well she should. Why is she saying those things in a way that makes him seem really positive if she knows because she said she's been working on this for a month, I think, and that's a week before she actually filed. Why is she continuing a narrative that protects him legally and from a PR perspective if she knows in real time she's in a lot of pain and needs to divorce this man? What on earth reason would you give to willingly, knowingly share that kind of story?
1: Uh, there's a lot of questions to this which actually make it riveting the why why would someone go on television why wouldn't you say i'm sitting this season out why like if this well, it's ch-
0: happening while it's filming and that's also her only if form of staged- income th- no if jen shaw is like going to jail forever or whatever right i don't see a reason i i think i probably at one point have said surely that like erica should s- sit out or something but i take it back i d- i don't well, Why
1: for our for our for our viewing? Yeah, of course. Sure, it no. And like, that's how I, g- I mean g- give her twelve spinoffs and let's let's go. Why
0: would she sit it out though if she has if she has quote unquote done nothing wrong? If if she she, is, the she victim. is
1: if she is in a litigious relationship with her husband, who she said is such a great legal mind and is going to make this divorce very difficult. To to go on record without an attorney next to you and say like the things that you're saying will matter...
0: I think what would matter more is the many years of glam and the 40,000. What could she say that is worse than what she has already said? Now she has the benefit of knowing exactly what's going on. Not to say that she didn't know before. We have no idea. But in terms of like what she has previously said about how she spends her money is to me far more damaging than her talking about her husband's personality. Because as we know, it almost doesn't matter when one of his defenses in court now is that he has Alzheimer's. Like none of the none of this makes sense sense it's also disconnected but it is apparent that she's being strategic what is uh, you know at one point I said this online and in, in regard to Kelly Dodd like we all know she's a clown but the question to me the focus to me is on who's running the circus mm-hmm. and with Erica it's like she's both the clown and the ringmaster she's more the ringmaster than the clown and So when it comes to who's running the circus with Kelly, I was saying that in reference to questions I had about the network's lack of involvement and, you know, uh, holding her accountable for behavior that she's done online and whatever, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. With Erica, it's like my question is the circle of friends who have a vested interest in talking about stuff. Why aren't we seeing some of those conversations play out? Why are we waiting until it gets to a, a crisis point of we have to discuss this and that we're doing it in a way? Where is the pushback? This is literally the f- Rina's special skill. This is her one LinkedIn special skill that she almost owns the market on in terms of stirring up shit. And she is giving all of the grace in the world to Erica. And there's no pushback aside from. Uh, Sutton, and then Garcelle's eyes. Okay,
1: but do you, you've answered the question. It's, what? It's the Foxy Force Five, whatever they call it. I know, themselves. that is
0: a problem.
1: Of course, that, that has been the problem for Beverly Hills for multiple seasons, and you thought, okay, great, they at least got rid of one of them when Teddy was heaved, but now she's... Apparently swinging by for an episode of whatever. I mean, she'll but, be in the background. She's right. probably
0: helping with catering. And <laughs> like carrot, and then she's like, "God forbid." Uh,
1: but yeah, the the they all have each other's backs in a big way, and the fact that their big dis- argument this season is you interrupted me when I was talking, and you snapped at me when I interrupted you, and you know, chicken egg. Okay, now we're we're through it, and uh, there's no real tension between any of those. So they will have each other's backs. I think that. Uh, I I, I don't know when that changes and if the only people who would actually have anything to say about it would be Sutton or Garcelle or Crystal.
0: It's just so wild to me because Denise off camera had some sort of friendship relationship whatever with someone who wasn't a cast member and the in the genuine lack of grace the weaponized Apathy and lack of grace, understanding or friendship, that was constantly that was accosted. You know what I'm saying? But the, by yeah. Rina against Denise, and seemingly with everybody else. And now there's a real thing happening. And we're supposed to give her space and understanding. And I know that they didn't know in real time a lot of what was coming out. And I do think that – I do think that with some of this – they were probably like, well, there's not, you know, like we're all getting slammed with stuff and there are always rumors and it'll get worked out. Yeah,
1: Kyle's husband has the lawsuits with right, him. There's when a lot. Right. was on the- so they're all like, let's just, yeah.
0: Right. And you're thinking about the fact that when I'm famous, people come for me or whatever else. And there, there have been some like legal things that have happened and some bad press stuff about like PK's debts and stuff. So they're probably like assigning this to that. But I, I just want to see a little bit of an aha moment of like, there was an arrangement in their marriage. It appears that there is an arrangement in their divorce. There is a real reason why, Eric, you're giving me eyes. You're like <laughs> panic. The <SLS, laughs> there's a real thing in Erica's, it doesn't make sense to me. She is a smart person if she doesn't want to talk about the reasons that she left having anything to do with financial improprieties or whatever she's already looking to the future I understand that it just what she is giving us doesn't make sense and I'm annoyed at the lack of response
1: well as far as the lack of response I think when you're talking about Lisa specifically a she's there's th- there's a hypocrisy at work number mm. one which exists and two don't you think that she decides before every season the lisa she's going to be i feel like un- unlike yeah, the we other saw that women, in her
0: scenes with garcelle she's <laughs> like oh my god
1: yeah well she, she'll be like i'm gonna be the good lisa this year i'm gonna be the bitch this year i'm gonna yeah. be this so i feel like last year she decided oh people are gonna love me when i get fiery mm-hmm. and so i'm gonna just you know come at denise and whatever and this season i think she's like oh that didn't work out well for me so i'm gonna you know, I was a bitch last mm-hmm. year, wasn't I? Oh, who even knew how that happened? Ooh. So she's uh, uh, I she's so f- n- unreal. She's the least real. Anyway, so that's as far as the response. That's
0: you, you, and you don't have to be. Listen, sometimes artificial Lisa is a really delightful Lisa. It's just we understand, we acknowledge the sacri- the lack of accountability we are holding her to with lack of personal sharing any kind of vulnerability because she goes so heavy on everything else and there are times that has really paid off for us it's just it's gotten real stale real quick quick lately and we are understanding that the hypocrisy with this season is unfathomable based on last
1: I think that uh from what I've seen Lisa is very interested in who she's associated with and how that makes her look and I just think she thinks Erica is super cool and doesn't want to be in the outs with Erica because she's glamorous and fabulous and wonderful matter what is going on in her life so I think she's I think she stays away from that because she just wants that to be untouched
0: well well, it's like what's who's your alliance with is it with this person You know, you'll see each other through and like you guys aren't gonna turn on each other is that what is the payoff that you know that because this person needs you so desperately now to be on their team that you believe that that will pay off for you at the end obviously
1: I we should make some sort of bet I would bet you money but and I think just you'll, give it to me regardless. But I think you'll bet the same thing. I'll bet you a third bedroom <laughs> for even more clothes. <laughs> I don't think any of those Foxy Force Fox Force femi, Five, which whatever, PS
0: sidebar is a pulp fiction um thing because uh, several people said in my DMs, my, And I appreciate that.
1: Roll my eyes back I, so I far in my head it. I can yeah. see my own brain. But sorry. So I will bet you that at no point will that crack at all. They'll never go. Like, it'll be, it's Sutton being told to, you know, shut the fuck up. And it's Garcelle saying, I'm hearing about these things. And, and, and you'll, they'll, but I don't think anyone is going to be confrontational in any way or, or, um, uh, try and pick at, the Erica information at all.
0: So, just two quickies. I don't think that any of the women are going to tell Sutton to shut the fuck up. It's obviously Erica. That's what gonna, I'm, no, no. Yeah, I'm but saying but I don't think. That, yeah, that. I don't think they're going to be like Sutton. You went too far. Because no, 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 I think they're like, thank you so much for doing that and taking. No, we one already for the saw Doree's
1: going. Erica.
0: Right. Like, <laughs> right, 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 right. Um, I, I don't wait. Tell me again what the bet is that, that they're not going to turn is
1: on that, her. No. Oh, yeah. The bet is that they're just going to ride that horse until the entire season.
0: Would it be a, a different alternate bet of how long is the Fox force five going to last? Cause I think that's a different, but possibly more nuanced um, bet then are they going to turn on Erica because it's more of like when are these women going to turn on if- themselves. I do think that something will happen with Dorit for example who was very much the translator during the Denise stuff and really was much more honest and interested and empathetic than anybody else in the Fox Force 5. So I do think that there will be a period of time in which Dorit unrelated to like the fact that there's been stuff said about her PK yada yada yeah. actually not probably helping her because there's been stuff that said she's still going to be somebody who I think is interested in, discussing the other perspective could that add tension since we all know Dorit could but Lisa refuses to that's something that could happen that's a bet I would take
1: okay but let's see it because we haven't like so well we
0: haven't had those episodes yet we've
1: had multiple seasons where they all gang up on someone and kick them out and they're like these women just will these they will not break ranks and so I think the reason why Beverly Hills is good this season is because even though these women are not breaking ranks
0: everybody else in the world is there's
1: at least there's at least a uh, Garcelle who is might be my favorite housewife right now across all. Yeah, I can yeah. see that. I can see that. Um, she's so amazing. She's oh god, well, and the him. in the blue purple confessional look, I just think get it. She does confessional looks very well. Oh, she's
0: st- she's she so does stunning. The she does she has... style
1: with that d- that will re- that repeats like you can see her in that confessional <sighs> outfit. Like whereas like the like with the pirate outfits and when people get into their big goofy shit, right. you're like, oh god, this one again. Yeah, hers. Hers are repeatable. You can mm-hmm. want... Anyway. But but I was going to say... And they also have Sutton, which I don't... Uh, to me, I never got her. I don't... I just... I don't I'm very, don't
0: her. I'm very into her being on the show and think um, that she has a diamond.
1: And then Crystal, I think, will be interesting. But I, my prediction is she will be interesting in a way that we aren't thinking she's... Like, I don't think we've seen Crystal yet. I think we're going to see her... Yeah.
0: I think Crystal... I think she's a great addition. I also feel like there could be potential for like a crystal V Kyle moment. I would really be interested to see, especially because with Kyle and Kathy and Kathy and crystal, like I could see that in the horizon. I could see like a crystal, not really crystal V Rena. I think there's a lot of potential there. And I think that I guess she's gotten a ton of pushback online. I don't follow most of the housewives because it, at a certain point it's like overwhelming yeah. housewives content, but She's gotten a ton of super super negative. Um, I don't know. Social. I, I, I haven't I think seen she's it, great but I, I'm sure I know it exists. exists. Yeah, I know yeah, it yeah. exists because I actually have seen a lot of people because posting about it.
1: Because she's not white, we know it exists. It could be anybody.
0: Well, yeah, and also, I mean, there is the unfortunate uh, ugliness and undertones of the fact that it is um, an Asian woman uh, using her voice and full control of her voice, and unfortunate um ugliness and stereotyping about the idea of um asian women needing to be subservient in personality right. this, which is so horrifying too, this
1: woman has too much money to be that.
0: i mean and it's also it but it is in conflict i think that it, when it comes down to like the ugliness and how sometimes people speak about these housewives and how Different women are stereotyped in different ways. The fact that she is a woman of color and has said things and used language that is worthy of critique.
1: But I was going to say, not, for sure.
0: Yeah, but not the, the level of hate and vitriol, I guess, that's coming her way and the weird dynamics with everyone giving grace to Sutton but not Crystal is wild to me it's 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 unfortunate but it's also a conversation i'm happy to have
1: i i think crystal is great because uh, so when when you're so i'm a writer and when you're pitching when you're kind of trying to introduce characters that have flaws oftentimes the white characters are able to have flaws mm-hmm. and if you're a black yeah. character or an asian character mm-hmm. or if i'm uh creating a gay character i'm completely fine with that character being all kinds of fucked up but when you are selling it to someone who a buyer is much more concerned about having a character Mm. like for crystal to be saying to sutton like oh you're crazy you're too much whatever whatever like to me i'm like you know crazy is a rough word to use with any human person um and so but so that's a flaw but i think it's interesting to me to see Someone who has flaws, who isn't a bad person. I don't think Crystal is a bad person, but I think she has flaws. And some of those flaws come from maybe she's had a lot of money for a while and maybe she's allowed to be in situations where she can say certain things and hasn't policed herself so much. I don't know. But I I like the fact that there are that's why I want to see a little bit more out of ebony. Like, I'm like, where's the flaw? Like, well, I think
0: it's, but I think what we're watching is why, why aren't we seeing a flaw? I think it's because there's the weaponization of flaws against specifically women of color mm -hmm. and the level of grace that's seen by, uh, that's, that's given to white housewives, not universally, but overwhelmingly, I would say. Yeah.
1: Um, and yeah, so, so I'm, as far as the, I'm just over the, 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 that, that cluster of women that can't seem to be uh, broken up?
0: Yeah, I mean, I guess, I, I do think that there could be potential for it too, but it's frustrating to me to watch how, not that Rina is responsible for Tom Girardi, but she's certainly responsible for how she executes on Housewives. And it's frustrating to see that conflict, talk about it on Watch What Happens, knowing that it's not going to change mm-hmm. and that her reaction to that will be next season. If and when she's back, somebody fucks up who's not in that alliance, she's going to triple down which again shows us how wrong she is but she then proves herself right by being well you told me I wasn't um active enough so now this person I is going to volunteer as tribute regardless of whether or not they know <laughs> you know like that's a dynamic that we're going to see and it's going to be a continuation of no personal and I just wonder like who is Lisa Renna? is it even realistic for me to say I want to see more of your personal life do you experience things in your real life that involve vulnerabilities? I That's not a critique. It's like me genuinely being like Lisa Rena like what's going on in your life? Because there are people who are always on an 11 who don't mm-hmm. ever show you the two who don't show themselves the two who like as a defense mechanism against the two go to 36. Like she might be one of those people. I don't, think that she is but i think that's the vision that we have seen for several years but we never get to unpack it because she's never really in a position where her vulnerability has been weaponized it's really more an expression of an explosion or a reaction at some point. That's her example of vulnerability. You don't ever speak about my husband, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Kim's maybe dying, yada, yada. And that's what we get, is like the Lisa Rinna repentance tour. The single tear, the blue bunny, the whatever else. What else is going... Like, what else is going on? Is your real life that you're really on this show? Like, is that the scope? Is there... Am I... Asking for too much for saying like, what is? Do you have a storyline aside from the storyline of being on reality TV? Uh,
1: I I would go one step further and say she could actually attempt to deliver, it and I wouldn't want to watch it. I don't. I I, I, I would want to watch it. I the
0: I would want to know what it is. I would want to watch it. I'm not even. Gonna, I'm not even going like, to pretend do you that want I want her to want
1: have a quiet, silent moment where she realizes, wow, I'm just so. XYZ, and here's why. And I want to see the apart. shards
0: of glass that don't come from her smashing somebody else's diamond. Yeah. You know, like it can't always be in conflict against something. <laughs> I was doing a
1: little dance because I, w- I was imagining like, and then your theme song play. It was, it was a good choice <laughs> of words. I was into it.
0: Thank you. were are they fun? Um, <laughs> I, I, I think th- I would be interested to see that. Yeah, it would be something new. I genuinely, I'm not saying this as a dick. Like, I genuinely don't know if that's possible.
1: Don't you think she's protected by the show? When I imagine who gets the kind of edits, Dorit, they'll throw an old nose job up. I don't know when they've really dicked with Lisa.
0: No, I think it's the it's the allowing her to suffer so so interestingly this season, where she is doing a little bit of a repent. I think it's maybe. Really driving home, but I don't think this was the show doing it. I think it was Kyle, understandably so, being like saying my sister is at death's door is incredibly inappropriate. Like, I don't know. I don't know when the cast member genuinely annoyed and ends and the show begins. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that she's been very valuable. I really do. I think she's very valuable. Nothing, oh my God, I almost, St. Germain almost fell off my bar card. <laughs> nothing lasts forever, much like that thank bottle. You, thank you for
1: being real with me in that <laughs> moment, Tara.
0: <laughs> my pleasure. Um, nothing lasts forever, and, uh, you know, that also has to do with somebody's power and um, uh, and our understanding of that and the concession we make in exchange for that. I think she's a big example of it. And I've said a lot of shit about Lisa Rinna and I fucking whatever, blah, 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 blah. I'm so pissed. I'm so angry. And it's like, she is also, and has been a very dynamic character regardless of, of whether or not I agree with her behavior, but it's been a character. It's always been a character and it's the soap opera and the whatever else. But I do think there is another side to her. I want to understand how aside from the very performative understandably so if they're on their three-way call and we just got the text and whatever else which was filmed whenever right um <laughs> i'm like oh the camera's here as i go in daily mail and my yeah. glam is it's more always, natural it always seems real. to be Durit. i feel like they always, always know dorit's Durit the one PK. to go to oh we need god. you to just fake the scene you she's got so, it <laughs> she's great oh my yeah. god Deree. I'm a. i think i'm becoming a Deree apologist mm. um but here we are uh with rinna it's like there is an expectation here. I just don't know about the delivery of it. I just don't know about the reality behind the delivery of it and how that would change this stuff. I do, I do want there to be a a justice for all of us, uh, holding Rina accountable arc. We've gotten pieces of that with Garcelle, uh, who's done a masterclass level job of that, of being like, I do not care about you and what you are presenting. And right. I don't feel like letting it go because I'm annoyed. Which and is
1: partially why I think Garcelle has her stock has gone oh so th- much. Oh my God,
0: a die for. She is like literally the apple stock. She's the apple of our eye, is like really what's happening. She's so valuable. But with Rinna, it's like, I don't. I don't know what that would look like. I know that it's respect your villains, yada yada, and everyone takes delight in hating on these people as as do I, 100 percent, critiquing whatever, holding them accountable. When it comes to though the, the Rina downfall, we haven't experienced it yet. But it's coming. We didn't think it was going to happen uh. with LVP to the extent that it did. And it really did happen, regardless of how many fans she still has united around a, a Justice for it LVP. Has it happened, though? Ha- well, so, yeah. Well, she I- walked herself. She fucking loves the show. And she voted herself off the island because she saw the waves shifting and knew she was but, offshore. But
1: we were denied the moment, I feel like, when she was like, you know what? I'm you not going to go to the reunion. Or, right? No, no, you know what? You got me. Or I place I don't, that thing. Or I'm not gonna I'm, per- I'm not gonna
0: participate in this. I don't think that Rinna would ever walk off the show. I think she would first allow herself to be pummeled to the floor before that happens.
1: I agree with you, but I also think you might be a little uh Linus waiting for the great pumpkin when it comes to this like sort of Lisa Rinna, like ca- catharsis and yeah Oh I, I
0: don't know about cathar I don't know that I don't know that I'm looking for catharsis. I'm looking for vulnerability and I'm also looking for revenge.
1: Revenge for what?
0: I'm looking for someone to be like, you are a piece of shit and we're going to explain to you how. But maybe I've already gotten it. I don't even know what I'm asking for at this point.
1: I, I don't. Well, we are saying that the that the little foxy 4C5 power, yeah. power girls unite is never going to split up. So unless it's which
0: I don't believe is true. Uh, uh, uh. I think that there's I think that there could be some cracks. I know anno- I'm an- they annoy me. As a collective, and the fact that they've rallied around Erica, I'm like, oh my they god! Rally
1: around a woman who's no longer on the show, like they're still giving Teddy like, yeah, play. I'm like, you, don't act like you're still. Yeah, a
0: Teddy me. apologist is a sad and scary place to be.
1: Right. Like, is there any behavior? Well, that's see, that's interesting to me. Is there any behavior by some of the women on that show that they are not willing to put up with? Because there's lawsuits, there's uh, scam eating. Uh, programs and
0: disordered eating factories is how I consider her all out yeah and you
1: have uh, where is their money coming from and lawsuits and people coming up at pools going you know when am I going to get my money I mean Uh, there seems to be no limit to a the amount of really questionable real life shit that surrounds them as well as their rest of their ability to absorb it and act like nothing's happening
0: don't throw rocks at glass houses unless it's Villa Rosa
1: um, ugh, ugh. Not well, wrong. I'm not wrong. Um, yeah. Well, I I think that I don't. I never really felt like we got the Lisa, uh, the LVP, um, that thing that I feel like. Unless I'm misunderstanding what you want, I would I would love for her to have been like, you got me. I I did the thing. Or Robbie such and such put the thing in, and I said that's great. Or whatever. Like I never really got the moment where it was like, oh, Bobby Fisher was beaten. Like it just she ran away, and I was like, oh, okay. Here's the bet. Okay.
0: Or here's what I think is going to happen. You Lisa's, can counter that or not.
1: LVP is coming back.
0: LVP is going to come back.
1: We're on, on the same side of the bed. I agree.
0: Something will happen with her and Kyle or it will continue to be fucking a fucking shit show. Because like then Kathy said some stuff at Watch What Happens of like I didn't like that joke she made about my sister's nose, yeah. which did land well, by the way. I was like, yeah, Kathy, keep... I, I die for Kathy. You might be like, it's, I'm not going to stand. I no, no, no. I'll totally tell you stand. why.
1: I see the potential for Kathy, but what she has not done yet. She's a
0: friend of. She doesn't have to. But continue.
1: F- formed an opinion about any of the other women. She will. She has not made a controversial sp- opinion. So for no one, no one. Ha- there's nothing for anyone to.
0: Uh, and that's what contradict. we love about She doesn't have the pr- She doesn't have to Great
1: no And I appreciate it for what she is But I'm not Yeah I'm I am you I'm not saying like She's the savior I've been waiting for
0: I think LVP comes back And somebody decides to align with her I don't know who Or it's somebody new And that is what happens LVP comes back She has another ally She's got a pet They get a fucking labradoodle From Vanderpump Rules To come on with a diamond She has an ally on her side And they attack
1: uh, now, could we they get go after
0: the Fox Force 5? It's like the fucking two. Could we have LVP?
1: Two. I would be interested in LVP coming back. And I would love for them to bring on. And I know they won't because they're so far up Renna's ass. But I would love for them to bring on Nicolette no, Sheridan. No,
0: no, James, that's so dumb. Why is that dumb? Because she's like. What does Nicolette Sheridan have to offer?
1: Uh, I'm going to run down a list of she's, that question for half the housewives on television. She
0: is the. Um, Faye Dunaway of desperate house she was a very <laughs> difficult person which i just i think difficulty is wonderful and i loved but i don't love like difficulty when it comes to unprofessional and i don't see that panning out well on reality tv when people think they are so above regardless of whether or not they are in their life playing these kinds of games i don't I, think it would work out i it would be terrible i disagree i, I disagree such a mess. and i'm not
1: saying i'm a fan of hers i know you're not no in fact who's you a some, nicolette Sheridan do you want fans? wait let me think Sorry. i have some scoop about her tell know, me she's not a housewife she
0: fucked harry hamlin and then harry and lisa got married no the
1: scoop I, i'm trying to think if this is even interesting i'll tell you offline no tell me now
0: well so tell she, all of us there we so I, follow me on instagram i just give you a gift the,
1: <laughs> um i'm gonna get uh you're one straight listener um <laughs> so she was i we tr- we tried to make an offer for her for hit the floor for hit the floor but we we're filming the pilot that we were like, okay, we want her to be... The floor. The fl- <laughs> we want her to be... There was a character that we wanted she's her to be. She's not the hit. Okay. Um, she's the the. Um, so we put in the offer. And we're waiting. And you know, you put in an offer for someone or whatever. Mm-hmm. And they're like, okay, well, so she's... Um, uh, she, at that point, she was doing. Um, she was suing. I want to say Mark Cherry and yeah, ABC, yeah. whatever, whatever. So she yeah, that, that,
0: was that an, I, I, I was on Nicolette's side on that. So on it was, some of
1: that. So it was going to court, and so um, and so we were constantly checking in, like, "Hey, has she seen the deal yet? Is she interested? Is she not interested?" Mm-hmm. We just, time like weeks were passing, and now we're like getting close to shooting, and we're like, "Okay, we have to make a decision. It's her or it's someone else, and what have you." And <laughs> I don't even know why I'm telling this story. It's this awful, and so ultimately they're like and they were like yeah we just can't get her on the phone she's we're having a we're having a hard time reaching her and we're just like you're her representation how are you having a hard time reaching her you're not connecting with her we all know she's on on, in court right now like we're seeing her on television you know where she is she has a cell phone and so finally it was like yeah we were never able to connect and sorry and so we wound up casting someone else moving forward yada yada come to find out Uh the whole basis of her lawsuit was that she was that she was unhirable and that nobody would give her work because of what happened with mark cherry and with uh abc whatever whatever so she physically could not acknowledge the fact that we were like that's why we were never hearing back because if if we did
0: they would lose her defense or
1: or they would or they they, they wouldn't be able to say like that she was being offered work like she couldn't know about it so maybe you know what maybe she never knew about it maybe her agents really just weren't able to connect with her but really the whole basis of her like side of the thing was that there was no, I would love it if somehow this came up and it was, <laughs> is that still being litigated?
0: I don't know. I think it got thrown. Out. I don't think she won. I think it got thrown out. Didn't it?
1: Right. But here's, here's why I Nicolette think Nicolette would be a settled. great housewife because I feel like she will never <laughs> let it go. And so she, I feel like she, because, so I think if she was on Real Housewives, she would have that, she'd bring that same energy.
0: Also just thinking about what I said literally 35 seconds ago, having listened to the Britney, I listened to the Brittany court appearance this week live I recapped it on IG you were my new source thank you it it saved on my highlights again if you follow me you can see it Brittany Court um it was incredibly intense I did not expect what we heard in a 24-minute speech that I have uh, listened to again recordings are illegal so maybe I didn't but I spiritually did um but I listened to it live and was like oh you know what we were all complicit in believing this narrative about Brittany that was really if it was true it was true for a momentary period of time during a crisis talking about if but like the idea that this person is not in full capacity of themselves and their understanding of like what it means to almost like be an individual in this world if that makes any sense like the expression of britney that i have seen in media is a person fighting up against like the image of themselves that became incredibly famous and successful starting at like 17 and what I understood immediately when she began speaking was like oh I didn't even give you enough credit to believe that you could say the things that you're now saying now that you're Mm -hmm. now saying like in the ways that you are angry I did not know that you could express anger in the ways that you're doing now which you shouldn't even really have to but I was overwhelmed with like Holy shit! I didn't even—I really didn't unpack the uh, unpack rather the misogyny behind all of this. The seeming unethical strategy, strategery between so many different camps to keep this woman down, have control over her, siphon all of her money off of her penalize her with medications incredibly inappropriate unethical things that are continuing and even what I just said before about Nicolette such a piece of whatever she's Mm -hmm. so unprofessional we don't need that on reality TV how much of that is like really what happened with Nicolette on Desperate Housewives Terry Hatcher being pissed and leaking shit to blogs, Mark Cherry doing shitty things because they wanted to punish her for using her voice or whatever on set. She may well be a difficult person to work with as 107% of people seemingly are. It may also be that she is in no way abnormal. And what I am feeding off of and referencing is the thing that got magnified and used against her and weaponized against her,
1: which I think is it's, it's good to look back on some of these situations and go, wow, that person really, I mean, if you think about like a Monica Lewinsky and how she was completely oh, hammered yes. and now she's doing the Lord's work with, you know, yeah, anti-bullying 100%. and sort of like that. 100%. Um to, it, it's good to go back to any moment, particularly that involves some a woman a, a woman. And my own internalized
0: misogyny. Seriously.
1: Well, no, but I mean, also, I mean, to be fair, you're seeing like Britney do these like goofy dance videos and what have you. And she, like, so it's like (sighs) what you're seeing is something that is going to lend to, okay, maybe she's like.
0: Because they're asking her for it, or they maybe did it over a period of time and they're sharing it in clumps. Like, she even did something on Instagram of like, I'm sorry, I couldn't tell you the truth and blah, blah, blah. She's, I don't think obviously she's not in control of her social media she's not actually even allowed to access social media so for whomever wrote that stuff in her voice to try to troubleshoot their own fucking war that's happening because everybody is like really truly free Britney and they're pretending that they're using her voice to somehow hedge their own bets like it's so fucked up and yet now we're like all the headlines are Britney responds and it's the reality is what she is telling us in the court is I want to be able to talk to the media in no way do I think anything and then the headline is like Britney responds day a day after her thing that was written by somebody else who's working for Jamie who's you know has a vested interest in making themselves look better by now changing the narrative like none of it is real
1: Um, uh, and it's all
0: weaponized against these women
1: yeah I mean it's it's it, 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 it it's interesting to like I said to go back to some quote unquote problematic women And see where, there's someone else recently, and I'm trying to think, I've been trying to think of who it was, but there's someone else recently who has fallen into that, like, category where they go back to, it's, I'm not going to, I'm not going to, I'm not going to chew up time trying to figure it out, but it's, it's more and more is happening where they're going back, Sinead O'Connor. That's who I was thinking of.
0: Oh, who, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ripping the photo of the Pope. And, and then you out find out that that else. was the
1: photo that her mother, who was abused, had it hanging in the thing. So mm-hmm. it was in representative of other things. And, and, and someone else who, uh, yeah, she got ground up by a machine and has been struggling ever since, mm-hmm. but sees that moment as her sort of emancipation, this good thing that's mm-hmm. redirected her life. But it's, I mean, she was devoured. So any, there's, there's, a, there's far too many uh, Joan of Arc's out there. Um, And I think it's good to go back and – but so I love that Joan of Arc and now we're back to like Nicolette Sheridan because they are the same.
0: Well, and it's also just understanding – there's a difference between a problematic woman and uh, a woman in crisis. And some of this stuff that we're talking about when we talk about quote-unquote problematic women, not – not necessarily the Nicolette stuff, but certainly the Britney stuff is a woman in crisis mm-hmm. and how that was weaponized against her and how she has been punished for it for 13 years. Like what they were doing is shaming her for being in crisis and using that to their professional and financial advantage. A
1: woman in crisis who, by the way, is richer than will ever be is so successful. Well, speak like for she yourself, has my friend, you I, saw those dresses. I I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I'm bidding on them as we speak. Amen. Um, a lot of that shit's going on
0: sale, but, but the fact that
1: she's, she is, you know, I know that how she made her money, you could look at and go, well, she was, you know, midriff shirts and, you know,
0: schoolgirls, whatever. But she didn't have a choice in that. They they sexualized her body. She didn't want to. There's a lot. There's a lot of stuff about the fact that they there were there have been points where she has been incredibly sexualized um, and was not giving her and, and was forced into it and probably felt violated by it.
1: All the the all of the um, hit me baby one more time, all that stuff was not her. I
0: think that was that hit me baby one more time is like so that is not a slave for you. That is not there's such a difference and and hit me baby one more time is like she's in fucking sweatpants like you know doing. Hit hey, me baby moves. one more
1: time. The, I feel like that's when the older dudes really like go. Oh, oh this she was like schoolgirl with a little school girl outfit and
0: people sexualized her as far as the experience of being a listener or, or watching her videos but i don't think it was as forceful as what happened after from, right. in terms of her team i mean it obviously there's a sexual component sexualized component to it of course that's always existed with the Brittany of it all but the packaging around it has shifted and changed and do you
1: think that she'll get out of this
0: I really have no idea. I should ask my dad about it. Um, you know, my parents just sold their sailboat, but uh, or, or actually donated their sailboat. My parents are very passionate sailors, but or, that feels weird. But um, like, I, I've only I'd only been on it a couple times because I do not I do not fuck with sails. I mm-hmm. do not like sailing. I don't like the rocking. I think everywhere as we hop
1: on a ferry, yeah.
0: I know. <laughs> I think there's a shark everywhere. Like, I genuinely do believe that there are sharks in areas where I don't think that they could survive, but I, I am very confident of it. And so like the last time this was many years ago that I was on their show, but I was like, you need to talk to me about, I'm going to tell you about Tom. Um, Cruz and Katie Holmes and like you as a litigator and as deformed diver- former divorce attorney we're going to like talk this through in the Scientology so that would be a conversation that I would love to have with him in a crisis moment flailing on a boat
1: I honestly and I'm just saying what everyone knows I have no idea how someone essentially becomes a prisoner in of this the life. state yeah she to have and what the parent has to have going through their mind that they're completely fine with Not even trying to get your child better, but trying to make sure that your child never gets out of this custody.
0: I would highly encourage, if you guys don't want to participate in an illegal recording by listening to an illegal recording of her voice, the the transcripts, um, Variety did a full transcript of the 24-minute spiel, which I also have saved as a highlight on my IG, and it is the understandable and righteous. I mean, that genuinely the purest term anger that she has for her father who she said explicitly took glee in having control over her because of exactly how successful she has been. The fact that this man who is so uninformed and so, um, troubled and said, I get to have, she is a superstar to everybody else. But I get to control her. I get to punish her. I get to decide what she's going to do, and I get to make her feel bad if she doesn't. I get to, you know, stuff with the kids, stuff with her money, not being able to go on vacations, having a $2,000 a week salary, not being... Uh, allowance. What am I even saying? Salary, It's and it's her own money. The understanding that she actually works for them. It, the fact that they work for her is in name only. It's right. she, she is working for them. She is um, uh, uh, the vehicle for... And the the ways that he can um, force his own—I don't know—I don't even know what the phrasing would be—but the ways that she has been used as a vessel for his own incredibly uh, terrible. Violent needs and behavior, because what sh- what has happened to her is a is a vi- is a form of violence to me. It it, it is it's a, and it's a violation. And there are so many layers of nuance of the ways that she has been harmed. Even when you think of how we think of Brittany, that is they have done so much harm to her career that when she says she wants to sue everybody, including her family, it's like they are holding on to this because they don't want to lose the money train, but also because they know what's coming if they allow her, if they allow themselves to like let it go. Yeah. Because what has been done to her that we are now understanding is a farce as far as she is so, and I don't mean this as a critique, but like so weak that she is not able to, that we need to help her. They are keeping her safe against her own impulses and everything else. Understanding that that's wrong and that many people aren't interested in having this conversation now, or are unable to recognize that that was possibly a lie, the harm that that's done to her career is uh, you couldn't put a number on it. So it's not only the millions of dollars that they have essentially taken from her. Mm. I don't know if stolen is the right term, but sounds good. Sounds okay to me. It's the idea that she will never recover the reputation in terms of her being able to be responsible for herself that is unbelievably it's the damage that they have done to her career is unbelievable unrelated to her person which is the conversation that we're having now in court with a judge and an attorney that she has and i get into this all and it's saved again on instagram if i could say that eight more times um but the i idea on the conflict of like she has said apparently loudly for years she wants to be out of this thing. She doesn't get to choose her. her lawyer is. Her, and I've listened to conservator um, attorneys who specialize in conservatorships who are all saying, like, this is a terrible tragedy, what it's taking. This is actually essentially a crime. It's torture. And her attorney, who doesn't want this to end, who wasn't appointed by her, who's supposed to act in her best interest, who never told her that she needed to file a petition to end the conservatorship. she is 13 years into this, and she's on the line hadn't been told until I think right before that the public would be able to listen to this, to her speaking live and her lawyers and, and the, the conservatorship lawyer, all of these people who she has to pay to abuse her. She's financially responsible for paying for her own abuse. It's, it's actually, it's, it's so upsetting to hear and to understand and unpack our own, Ability to recognize either our participation in her pain at some point, the Perez Hilton of it all, or just understand that we were misled. It, and and that it's still ongoing. The fact that people are like hey, Instagram, blah blah blah. It's 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 wild.
1: Uh, the, and a wild part for me is that it requires the um, participation of either a bad judge or a bad court system. Oh, hundred percent like, that, qu- that judges in
0: cahoots. And Brittany said like, you don't listen to me. You make me feel like I'm lying. I'm telling you all this before. And the conservator at one point is like, or one of Jamie's lawyers at one point was like, and now the world is listening. And he's like, I'm concerned that she's saying that she's not getting legal advice and blah, 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 because you have to say that because now they're going to have to change ways. And she's saying, I want to be out of this. And also, P.S., I want to end this conservatorship without having an evaluation. You guys force these psychiatrists upon me. You stage these things to happen in public. You force me to be on medications that drastically influence my quality of life. I don't even feel like I'm in control of myself because of the side effects of being forced onto these meds that I don't understand why I have to take all of this other stuff and it's it it is a little bit of a reckoning in the fact that even their pivot of like, we don't want this to be public because she's going to talk about her medical stuff and we care about her and we want her privacy because we're responsible for her because we're literally in the eyes of the court responsible for her. And the judge who's now getting a reckoning because we're understanding that nobody has listened to her. Everybody's assumed that she's crazy because legally she's essentially considered as much. It's a narrative that everybody, including her management team, has actively participated in while ensuring that she's still responsible for carrying on her professional obligations and yet personally they have no ob- they they're only and sole obligation is to take care of her for herself while she's taking care of everybody else mm. it's just so wildly complicated I can't stop talking about it highlights yesterday I was like AJ, my beloved AJ Lourdes at Frederic Ficay, everybody go visit her. And so we were listening to it. I was like, let's talk about it. Let's listen to it. I am excited to have one of my favorite legal eagles back on AG soon. I'm sure we're going to talk about it then too. talk about it on Patreon. Like it's just so wild. And it's, it's one of those things where it's like, listen, we watch this Erica thing play out and these women are pretending that Erica is the victim in the dynamic or done wrong or that's a narrative that Erica is trying to display on social with the Nokia text messages from 15 years ago. We haven't even even mentioned that, but anyway. I'm sure they'll come up in the season or they've been re-edited because people are like, this isn't really going to work out. But um, Uh, you know, we talk about a woman who we're pretending the narrative has been this woman done wrong. And like, this is in real time, a woman who has really been done wrong. And it doesn't have to be those different sides of the spectrum, a woman who may or may not have been actively participating in the hiding of money and expenses. And like, maybe that's why she's like being very cagey with why she talks about Tom, because this is all a dynamic that they've discussed and strategized and whatever else I have no idea, but that's on one end of the spectrum is like the money train, like choo-choo, it's stolen. And then the other side is like fucking Britney Spears, who's been victimized and harmed in ways, physical, mental, I mean, sexual, not just the sexualization of her, but the fact that she's not allowed to get
1: That's an wild. IUD
0: taken out of her because they don't want her to have kids. She can't take a drive with her boyfriend. Like, it—it it is... It is wild to me, but it's like if we're going to talk about a woman betrayed, I don't. I, it doesn't have to be Britney Spears and everybody else, but it is fascinating that we are watching the expression of extreme deserved responsible anger not that anger needs to be responsible but this is rage that is deserved appreciated and very much heard from britney to everybody else including her family and then we're watching the erica narrative on beverly hills where it's like babe if there was a week for this to not you not want this to play out it's definitely this one not just because it's a week after the hulu documentary but also because we are actively watching someone who is a a a I hate to say it but like genuine celebrity superstar powerhouse performer you know what I'm saying who was really betrayed and it doesn't it is such opposite sides of the spectrum that it like it shouldn't be Britney Spears and then because it, it's such an extreme case I mean it is an aberration of how one considers an, uh, uh, um, a conservatorship, something maybe Erica knows about since Tom is obviously in the throes of Alzheimer's and I and his brother is his conservator now. Funny how that works out with timing, but who knows? I, I believe all of it because it's being told to me in court, so it must be true. I mean, that's really the lesson that we're learning. There's a lot there, It's but it's the experience of – it's not an experience of being a problematic woman. It's an experience of being – A woman in this world who is living in a society, in a system that exists in many ways to inflict its power upon her is really, really interesting to me. It's a place of privilege to say it's interesting. It's upsetting, but it's interesting.
1: Well, and the fact that it's it's sort of get it's gripping people now in a way that I mean it's already sort of been gaining traction. And yeah, there are, there are pockets of people, mm-hmm. whether it's the
0: free Britney, yeah, the the the
1: the, the young gays who are mm-hmm. galvanized, whatever. But it's really it's 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 it seems to be taking on a life of its own. Actually, while you were while I was on my phone, you were you were being my journalist in that moment during her uh, yeah thing. I was in uh, was like Washington Park or whatever at the Washington Monument, Square, right? Park. Washington Square mm-hmm. Park, and there was like a whole demonstration. While Brittany was talking, they had people doing free Britney. Oh, really? I have a photo. I've so I've fir- after we do g- this. I saw your this, sassy photo. I uh, saw your selfie the Well, merch. so I'll will show you the photo of the, the, the free Britney, and mm-hmm. then also Adrian Brody, um, finger, banana fingering a banana. I have I have a lot of. Uh, um, art waiting for you what
0: better a- note to end on than adrian brody fingering a banana <laughs> i mean just a couple of fruit listen i'm very into it very into the you know i'm a what fruit are you
1: um i'm
0: a i'm a definite i know what a fruit i am i'm a fruit
1: you're a fr- what, what fruit are you
0: not just because it's my favorite it yeah. is my all-time favorite fruit i i I devour. It is a drug. I'm not kidding. When they are in season and they are... Because then it's like at the beginning... It is a specific period of time and it is a specific kind of taste and interest. And maybe that is why I, I am so passionate about them. And also because to enjoy it is to sometimes endure a little bit of work. But the payoff is always spot on. I'm a pomegranate.
1: My goodness. I'm a
0: perfectly... I'm a when in season and right and sometimes there's a little bit of tart there's a lot of sweet the payoff is good but you do and you do acknowledge that to get to that payoff you do have to put in a little bit of labor i think i'm a pomegranate there's
1: a lot going on inside of a pomegranate
0: there's a lot going on inside of me
1: uh i would say i look great in
0: red also
1: well I, I, i'm also in the red family i would say if i were fruit watermelon no n- that's pink Are you looking at me calling me a watermelon? Is that what's happening?
0: Watermelon are uh, my other favorite fruit, is a watermelon. I love a watermelon. It's so refreshing. It's sweet, but it has water. And so it's actually very good for you,
1: (laughs) it's retaining. Uh, a uh no i would say uh, a maraschino cherry which i know isn't necessarily wow hyper- like, in a manhattan I, or <laughs> uh well o- often can be found drowning in booze for sure love. but also i just think it's like hyper sweet i i just eat nothing but desserts and everything is like very sugary and it's like i can be syrupy as well and a little bit sort of um maybe too much but also ultimately and you can you can Maybe you could... I was going to say Tie something. you in a knot? I, I was going to... It was... My version was going to be filthier, but let's go with that.
0: Have you done... Have you... <laughs> are you able to tie a maraschino cherry stem in I your mouth would, without any kind of outside the assistance? The amount of
1: people that I would tell that I could do that, that I was bold lying... Because I saw Audrey Horn do it on Twin Peaks, and I was like, that's so hot. I can do it, too. If you... I, maybe I was successful once, but if I said I did it seven thousand times, you'd I, think I was a pro.
0: I can do it. It takes me forever. I've done it on a date. I don't know what I was selling at that point. I Would mean, love to remember. You
1: don't have to sell a single item of your clothing. You can get that that, get that bedroom fully paid stem. for if you just yeah. It, it boob cherry stem.
0: God bless future. Listen, I need a job, so I think we just found my occupation, which apparently has <laughs> been here all along. James LaRosa, you know I die for you. I'm going to put on, I'm in PJs literally recording Friday afternoon as one as one does. This was, you could not have been a more perfect um, first guest. Oh, well, I'm- New uh, chapter. I best, feel honored to be
1: let into um, your safe- Boudoir. Space. Yes. Um, and to actually, you guys- there are big poofy pillows um, on the people's people's couch it is a very mongolian fur and this is is this this i can't i don't know if this is my third time or my fourth time
0: i have no idea we talk literally 24 7 as you guys um, may understand at this point in the episode in our nine hour episode today
1: and i feel like i'm the only one Uh i can't think of another one maybe you can i think i'm the only one that literally has no connection no like i've got a housewives podcast or i've written this book with that i feel like i am literally i mean it minus just being a fan uh-huh with all the shit i talk about these shows mm-hmm. i somehow will still say i'm a fan yeah I, you're not
0: you're not associated with the realm of bravo holics
1: right like i don't have like yeah so or i have not a former housewife
0: but i think that's also one of the many re- and you know there are thousands of reasons why i love you but like that is also one of the most rewarding for me is because this isn't your thing. Sometimes that can bring with it a little bit of like a tension of like, Oh, you have a vested interest because of X, Y, or Z or relational. And and it's just realistic. That's realistic. That's like the nature of, of any kind of fandom in which there is a product being produced. It's just, that's just, that's normal. And I love that you don't.
1: That said, I, I have partied with Brandy
0: glanville not redmond i'm assuming
1: uh no. i love that there's like a a chain of like which one would be better which one would be like which what, what's equally the one you bad to, in different which, ways who's the one you want me to party with no
0: actually brandy glanville would be so much worse for me to uh,
1: party with. it was her but it, uh not really uh it was fine but so um yeah and i've and i've I've been at pump. I've, I've photos with Lee. I'm kind of around them, but not in any official capacity. So I'm literally just the dude that came in your house and sat on your couch. And for that, I'm
0: Um, sidebar guys. I would love to go to LA this summer to do some work stuff. Quote unquote. Um, If anybody has a little bit of a, um, relation with any kind of hotel or whatever, Give me a little shout. Slide into my DMs. Do you work for X, Y, and Z in LA or own a rental property <laughs> or something? Let me know. I'm um ta- dates are open, but I'm thinking next month or August. Or
1: perhaps you have a spare bedroom. And you just want no. to live with a stranger for a little while? I really don't. I'm trying to save you money, Sarah. I you bring know, your boobs and your cherry stem. Are,
0: <laughs> some things are <laughs> priceless. <laughs> I don't I don't know. I don't know. I'm not sure how I feel about that. But um the, Yeah, the they're other all
1: stuff. gay. No one will touch you.
0: I mean, if only they did. <laughs> um, James LaRosa, ha- tell the people how <laughs> to follow you on social. <laughs> I don't
1: know if I should <laughs> uh James LaRosa, that's it. And at at on all, well, not on all, but Twitter and Instagram. What can
0: we tell people? What can we hype?
1: Uh, what can we hype? Oh, God. The business that I work in prevents me from hyping anything. I'm, I'm Love it. I'm working on projects that I'm... That have not been uh, announced and so love it, but we'll talk about it. Over I'm lunch. gagged. Okay. I know, <laughs> yeah. oh, I'll tell you.
0: Um guys, speaking of tell me everything, tell me with your money how much you love Andy's Scrolls <laughs> by joining my AG Patreon. Patreon.com slash Andy Scrolls. a uh, new bonus episode up with a such special. Satchels of Gold, spectacular. Uh, talk a little bit more about Brittany and so much else. And I got some wild, spe- I got satchels from a legal perspective about Tom Girardi and Erica, crazy stuff. You guys are. So phenomenal, um, and I love hearing from you. I had satchels that I wanted to get to today, so those will also be on the bonus episode. Well,
1: fortunately, I'm a member of your Patreon, so oh I'll be able to. God. I'll be able to listen he's to them. Not It'd be just a,
0: what is it? A hair Club for Men. He's not just the whatever. He's also <laughs> the whatever. He's yeah. not just the president. He's also a member. That was like my
1: opening tagline. I might be mm-hmm, or a hmm Yes, has the same kind Perfect. of feel.
0: Kathy totally heard exactly. She knew exactly what you were saying. She was the only one. patreoncom slash Girls, The number one way to support the pod, myself in that second bedroom. Um, I was on Radio Andy last week, and I completely forgot to hype it on AG, although I did on social. If you follow me at Dame Galley on Instagram, uh, but you can listen to the archived episode on Reality Check with Amy Phillips, a friend of the pod and me personally. She is one of the most wonderful people you will ever meet in and outside of the Bravo world. We had a great conversation, and um, Kelly had been fired the day before I went on Radio Andy to talk about how. Elsewives news mm. for an hour so imagine what we discussed and unpacked so definitely listen to that on uh, Radio Andy uh, Sirius XM channel 102 let me know if you have any LA recommendations including really relationships at that point and uh, so much more Instagram at Dame Galley so close to 7k would be so great ah. for this first episode back after you know what we have experienced that the people's people's couch has 7 1000 followers on route to 10 and then after that <laughs> the world is my oyster. Um and this episode's a pearl. Look what I just did. Look what I just put it all together. Thank you. James, thank you for everything and I'm so appreciative to Andy's scrolls truly because it introduced me to you and you're such a uh, wonderful person and force in my life and i'm just so grateful pomegranate that's so (laughs) sweet (laughs) and um so i'm gonna go put on makeup and a dress and you guys will see some photos on instagram shortly if you follow me on social hope you are staying safe and sane get vaccinated if you can i hope you enjoyed this 17 hour episode because i know that i did as well talk soon guys bye bye